Please give me answers, Goofy. Please give me answers, Goofy. <laughs> it's going to be so hard not to name the episode. Please, gi- please give me answers, Goofy. It's going to be really tough. To you, happy podcast to you. Wow, it's quite hard to sing at the same time over the internet. <laughs> we gonna finish this one out? Just do it real quick. Okay. Happy podcast to you, uh, dear podmism. Happy, happy podcast to you. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a lot worse. I'm sure that'll line up on uh, when we actually go to record or uh, uh, to edit this. But uh, oh. Movie magic. Movie magic, sweet. Come on, baby. You're going to hear the voices line up. You're going to believe it was done the first time. <laughs> do we have to do all of our characters for the 100th episode? Everyone has to make an appearance. <laughs> it's like a, a clip show. Yeah. We're going to roll back all of our, our, our greatest hits. It's like always those are the worst episodes of a, of a television show. Where it's just like, yeah, it's a special episode. So we're just going to show like snippets of the 50 last episodes we just did. It's going to be great. We're, They're going to love it. We're just going to say Chet the Rat a hundred times until <laughs> until the episode is over. We're just going to take all the times we said Chet the Rat and then mm-hmm. uh, splice it together into a song about oh. Chet the Rat <laughs> called Chet the Misunderstood Rat. See, but the here's here's my fear is that I usually take the uh, the bids that you do in the show when we're recording it. Like mm-hmm. you'll say something kind of in a joking way about like, uh, say for example, last time you had made a real MLG statement in your podtomistic thing. <laughs> yeah. I had to go and make like a podtomistic <laughs> clip of that or a, an MLG clip of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be very tempted to make Chet the Rat or Chet the Misunderstood Rat. Go for it, man. Why not? I think time is why not. <laughs> time is typically <laughs> why I wouldn't be able to do that one. But very tempting, I hey, will say. It's the one hundred. You only have one one hundredth episode of a podcast. That's true, Chase. man. That's true. That's all I'm gonna say. That podcast, of course, being Video Game Podtimism, the Optimist Video Game Variety Show, uh, where two best friends have talked about the wonderful world of gaming for a hundred episodes. I am Chase, and I am a centurion of this <laughs> podcast. I'm David, and I'm damn surprised that we've made it this far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised that we still have things to talk about, and that's like different every week, honestly. Yeah, you, I feel like episode 10, I was like, oh boy. I'm running out of pod juice over here. Yeah, and then somewhere around episode 11, I guess, because we kept going, I was like, no, wait. I have many more things to say. We hit our stride and we're still we're still striding to this day. Yeah, look 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 at us now. This is usually the part where I'll ask you uh, if you're playing any video games, but we're we're gonna flip it this week um, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of stuff in our main thing, and I don't want to skip any of it so that I can tell you about the deck building roguelike that I'm playing. Spoiler, which is alert. which is which is not a lie. There's any one in my life right <laughs> I, now. The way that you said it. <laughs> I, I knew know. it was the truth. There was some truth behind my eyes. Yeah, yeah. There's a there was a sad a bit of sadness in there of just admitting like I, I got into another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a confession. <laughs> but I will ask you before we get into our main thing, David. Is there something fueling your sense of pontimism this week? There sure is. What is it? It's good voice acting. Oh yeah, sure enough. It makes such a difference 
in a game when the voice acting is quality. Yeah. Especially if it's a game that's trying to invest you in the story and the characters. If you don't have good voice acting, you are dead in the water. Unless it's truly terrible, in which case it kind of comes back around the other side. (laughs) Unless it's truly terrible and then it's good for all the wrong reasons. Which is, it's still still enjoyable, but for different reasons. Yeah, still enjoyable for different reasons. (laughs) But honestly, like I've been playing... A specific game this week and i'll talk about it later sure didn't get a lot of fanfare this game and a lot of mm-hmm. the games i've been playing lately don't get like that huge budget but i just feel yeah. like the the voice acting community has just gotten so yeah. much better like there's so much more talent just top to bottom that even if you're not getting like the top flight names like the stars like the fucking nolan norths of the business yeah the you troy still, bakers or, or the troy bakers or now the ashley birches and laura bailey laura bailey yeah and who played Jennifer Hale? Jennifer, Jennifer Hale. Hale. Who played Ellie? Ashley Johnson. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty amazing how yeah, no, totally. deep this field is nowadays, and I think a lot of that is because of video games. Yeah, there's just so many more opportunities for these people to ply their craft mm-hmm. and just get really good at it and yeah. make a living off of it. So I think that's just really cool and it's really great when a game has excellent voice acting when you didn't expect it to it's totally true it's very bizarre having like played so many games with just awful voice acting there was like or none too (laughs) i'm I'm oftentimes more okay with none like if it's just text i can kind of just do it yeah and like that's fine Mm -hmm. but there were those weird sort of like video game teenager years where they were like the medium was still like where do we even find voice actors and so like some dude's uncle yeah just like showed up one day and is like oh i got a good i got a good voice voiceover for you there buddy yeah uh and then does like half of the <laughs> oblivion characters the yeah i guess so i'm not really sure where that swing came from <laughs> but like um but we'll and end up doing like yeah half of the oblivion characters or like the main character like they're, the timing is all weird and shit like that exactly yeah yeah no it was very bizarre i feel like the sort of like playstation one to probably through the majority of the playstation two era was kind of like the voice acting video game community was still getting its footing yeah and like, and PlayStation very three, it results. was like hit or miss ps3 started getting better but then there was other things where like mm, i don't know about that uh you have at the end of it the last of us which is like very very good voice chef's acting. kiss chef's kiss and then you have let's see what is a early playstation 3 video game heavenly sword Killzone? which i think actually i think heavenly sword actually did have kind of good voice acting it did because they had like just actors in there just regular actors and actresses kill zone was mediocre not kill zone but um oh resistance fall of man that was mediocre. yeah it's a little a little a little middling yeah a little middling any call of I, duty game really <laughs> yeah i there's there's sort of this uh like middle ground too where you get the time where they did not have very much room for voice acting and so you would hear mm-hmm. sort of the same barks of dialogue over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe a game that we have in common in our next section. We'll maybe talk about that. We'll see. Probably. Awesome. Can I tell you about something feeling my sense of optimism, David? Yes, please. We teased it last week. And now for all to behold, it's, oh, the, Steam. Oh, oh. it's the Steam Deck, David. It is He's here in person. showing it to me. I am it's, seeing it's it here. with my own eyes through the power of the internet. Big. It's, it's a big boy. It is, it's big. It is bulky. It is bodacious. Yeah. It is beautiful. I love this little thing already. Yeah. It's really great. Is your Switch in the corner crying right now saying <laughs> Senpai doesn't love me anymore? 
<laughs> my switch is turned into a stardew valley machine for emily like, alice right now it's like what i don't have enough deck building roguelikes for you you fucker <laughs> played them all switch you don't have enough anymore i know it's but you've probably played all the ones that the switch has to offer but the, you can't compete with steam when it comes to deck <laughs> true. building. there's roguelikes, a lot of games that's for sure and idle <laughs> games and uh factory games you're gonna put some hours on that bad boy i already have which is fucked up um <laughs> i I'll, I'll probably get into this a little bit more later but like yeah there's just like I, I was i was expecting this to be cool because i think the steam deck is something that i've wanted for a while like it has it's a portable pc it's yeah it's, it's like a portable pc and i think that's a really hard thing to do and honestly i think it's it's sort of bizarre because steam is one of the only people that could have done this probably good enough for mm -hmm. it to like work because like i have so many games on steam that like i just haven't ever played or like mm didn't want to sit down at my computer to like actually play but it's like oh no fuck that I'll, I'll put in a couple of minutes to see if this game is any good on the steam deck like i'll play half an hour of it yeah versus like on you know if i'm sitting in front of my computer i'm like ah, maybe i'll just play dota or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so like it's already filling this niche that i was hoping it would of the indie game machine right like that's yeah. really what i wanted it for um and good lord there's just an avalanche of games coming at me right now yeah of like games that i'd forgotten about that i never took a good look at mm. or stuff that i'm just wandering around the uh, steam store and like oh that looks pretty good i'm into that just sorting by deck building row <laughs> seeing which games <laughs> pop up um <laughs> All Let me just go shit. in the back and just snort this right now. Excuse <laughs> yeah, me, sirs. Mainline these deck building roguelikes. <laughs> uh, it's really interesting. Uh, I it's it's a really cool device. It is big. Like that is not a lie when people talk about that. Mm -hmm. The switch feels like comically small in your hand after like holding this thing. Yeah. Um. But at really no point has this been like a burden to hold. It's mm. like it's shaped in a way that I think cradles into your hand that isn't uncomfortable. It seems ergonomic. Yeah. It, it feels like that. And I think you specifically might actually like it because it feels like it's intended for somebody with quite large hands. Mm, and you always me. talk about controllers being too small. Yeah, and so like they are. I, I I bet this would be right up your alley. I'm ready for it. Not to mention like I think the the track pads on it are really interesting too, mm -hmm. um, because they sort of function as like a stand-in for a mouse in yeah. certain instances, mm -hmm. and there are places where that works okay, right? Mm -hmm. Like. First person shooters, like I don't really mess with it because like it doesn't mm. really feel right to me. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I just prefer to play with a controller on a first person shooter anyway. Same. So, like, no big. Sorry, PC boys. Sorry, PC boys. But for something like a deck building roguelike, it feels great because there's not a ton of precision involved. I kind of just need to like point at a card and then point to a target. And for yeah. that, it's really good. Like it just feels like a trackpad on a computer. Mm -hmm. It's also got really like interesting feet, like tactile feedback when you're doing that. Mm. It like clicks a little bit when you're like, uh, rolling your finger over it and so it kind of feels like something under it is rolling like almost Ooh, like a mouse like a mouse that. ball yeah it's really cool it's it doesn't like obviously it's not changing its form to feel like a ball but just like it feels like there's traction underneath the trackpad in a way that like you can kind of just like flick your thumb on it eventually and kind of know where it's going to go because mm -hmm. of the like momentum that it's communicating it's really interesting not to mention you can also like press on the pad in place of a key in a mouse click oh and so, nice feels supernatural like it's uh it's not hard to make that transition from just like using a laptop trackpad to using this sure like i said not perfect for every game but for stuff where like you know twitch 
reactions are not required and it's just sort of like i need to be able to point on the screen yeah it's great but for things that like a controller doesn't do well correct i think it would be good like rts is i I bet would probably be pretty solid on that because they're like i said it's just it just needs accuracy it doesn't need quickness yeah unless you're um, playing starcraft online then (laughs) right yeah disregard everything i just said (laughs) do not play this on the steam deck yeah Yeah. but yeah i fired up civ and it played great like hell yeah just being able to like move around and like interact with the mm. menus in the way that they're intended that's honestly very enticing to me if i could play civ on that yeah no it's great i think the downside of course like as if you've read any reviews the battery life isn't phenomenal it's it's a big yeah. old chunky pc so like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna devour some batteries it's rechargeable right it's rechargeable so like i I've mostly just had success either charging it when I can or just like sitting next to a charger. Mm. Uh, Like it it really works for me because like I'm playing this either in bed or on the couch and like I have access to chargers in both of those situations. So like it's not really that big of a deal. I think if I was like really hoping for like this to last me through like a 12 hour flight, that would be a bit of a bummer because it probably would not last through that. Yeah. But still like for the use cases that I'm using it in, I think it's really cool. Nice. Yeah. It's fun. I like this thing. Oh yeah. Anyway. Hey, do you want to move on to our main thing? Let's do it. Let's do it. The the fastest we've ever made it to our main thing. It's true. Yeah. Episode yeah. 100, doing new things. <laughs> doing it up right. <laughs> doing it up right, baby. So for episode 100, um, mm-hmm. we were kicking around a bunch of bad ideas <laughs> and then um, <laughs> s- landed on uh, doing something that uh, might actually be fun um, rather than playing DDR for two hours and trying to record a podcast. Sorry, oh, God. S- sorry Rufus. I know we wanted that one. Um, <laughs> I could maybe do 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, man. I'm <laughs> like by the end of that, I would be toast. Would you not be you able would to hear podcast. the sweat dripping onto the microphone. <laughs> And we, you gotta, you gotta get that behind a paywall. Like you gotta, you gotta get paid for that sort of stuff. That's on our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what we decided on doing is coming up with a list of, uh, what we're calling our most meaningful games. We decided to do five of them. I would, it would not be hard to do like 50 of these, but decided to just do five for now because sort of like narrowed it down to a good a good chunk of just a few mm-hmm. um and so we're not here for uh you know 10 hours or whatever we're also not into the aether which does you know uh gains of the decade episodes that are in fact actually 10 hours can't oh my can't, god can't do that that's one. a marathon that's yeah it's a marathon if i remember correctly that one was recorded over multiple days but still okay i was about to say i can't sit that long <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I kind of got blood clot, pressure sore. Yeah, so we're that's what we're gonna do. Uh, just to like level set, how how do you think about your most meaningful game? Like, what does that actually mean to you? Uh, it means a game that I've very much enjoyed playing, but also mm-hmm. has a very has an emotion or a time or something extra attached to it mm-hmm. that gives it extra meaning to me. Yeah, does yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at with it too. Like, yeah. When I'm thinking about games that mean a lot to me, um, I, yeah, I agree. Like, it is not necessarily this is a really good video game, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would, I would contend that like the most recent God of War was one of the better video games that I've played. Yeah, but it happened, you know, a couple of years ago. I, all I remember of that game is sitting on the couch and playing it. Like, there are no extra sort of emotions or feelings outside of the game itself, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. just the experience of playing the game. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when I'm thinking about meaningful games, I'm thinking about something where, like, there is other stuff attached to it. 
mm-hmm. not just the experience of playing the video game. Exactly. There's memories of a bygone era. There's memories of a person, memory of a place, memory of of of, of something that is more than video games to you. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we're we're each we each have five. So mm-hmm. we're gonna run those down. I sort of have an order for these, but. It's it's not necessarily, you know, set in stone. And like I said, I think there will be at least one crossover, one of the same game between the two of us. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Was this was this list hard to come up with for you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. There were some there were some tough ones, some tough omissions. It, that, yeah, that was my problem too is I could I could come up with so many. <laughs> and like I think a lot of them probably would have been like maybe a minute or two of us talking about it. Like they wouldn't have been very long. Mm-hmm. Um but like you know, how how am I going to omit that? How am I going to how am I going to not put DDR in there? <laughs> Sorry DDR. <laughs> Sorry DDR. On the on the chopping block and yeah. then got chopped. And done got chopped. Yeah. Done got chopped. Awesome. I'm really excited about this. Like I I I know that, you know, we we can get into the actual games in here, but like it is cool to make it this far into a podcast and like have sort of an idea about what makes the podcast cool and what we like about it. And I think this is kind of a distillation of that. Mm-hmm. Is like we talk about games that are okay really often. And I, I think that this is a a perfect situation to talk about games that are okay because like I would say a lot of these are good games, but not all of them are perfect. Um, yeah and like i don't know it's it's just fun to be able to like finally celebrate some cool games and Mm -hmm. talk about them it's cool i like doing the podcast david okay (laughs) get off my back i'm not on your back baby i'm by your side oh nice wow flip it down twist it and reversed it damn you like that you like that that was nice uno reverse card your ass (laughs) i'm not your enemy i'm your friend (laughs) oh my god (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we'll go through our five and then we have uh, a small avalanche of um answers from uh, the listeners that i would like to read as well so we'll do that after how many um, af- uh, responses from listeners do we have 14 14 responses so why don't we just do like three in between each of the so Ooh, we do two yeah. and then we do three of theirs then we do two and then we do three of theirs because nice. they, yeah, they're, part, they're part of the show you know, That's we're not true. separate. We're not separate. That's true. Let's get everybody in the mix, right? <laughs> Damn fucking bourgeoisie chut buttby over here trying to shut everybody <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and then maybe we'll talk about them for five minutes at the end. <laughs> if <laughs> we have time. <laughs> I'll be sipping my cognac and I'll make David do all of the analysis of these ones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, We're good. Yeah, no, we good. <laughs> we um, good. It's just jokes. Uh, just jokes, baby. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna start or should I? Um, you go. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna start with uh one of my most meaningful games is Pokemon Red for the G Ooh, the Game Boy. That's a good. That's a damn good one. It was a good video game. It's a good video game. So just on the face of it, I was like definitely a Poke head, like real big into Pokemon. Same. Yeah. Everybody I, I raise your hands. Is... <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Yep. I uh I think like our our age at the time was just like perfect for being caught in the whirlwind of Pokemon fever. Yeah. Like Jesus. Like it, it was I think I'm pretty sure I was in second grade, third grade, somewhere in there when it came out. And so like definitely still a kid, but also like, okay, I can fuck with this. Like I, I know what's going to, on. Starting here. to think. Starting to have thoughts. There's a bit of thinking going on, which uh spoilers, I was not very good at this game, so like maybe not that much thinking, but definitely some thinking. <laughs> I was stuck in the safari zone. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah! Fucking safari zone. That's a tough area. 
Yeah. So yeah, I if I remember correctly, like the first time I saw Pokemon was even like somebody was playing it outside of my second grade class in like the card form. Oh and I was my like, god, people were damn. nuts. Yeah, like the, the card trading thing was pretty big even before the game was. And so mm-hmm. like once the game actually dropped, I was just like primed and ready mm-hmm. to actually go after this. I don't know if you got this, but there was like, I, I, again, I have no idea how they like knew this, but the Pokemon company like sent out a bunch of VHSs to what I assume are just like people who had bought Pokemon shit at some point. And it was like this live action video of Ash's mom, um, like talking about, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, this could, this could take a dark turn here pretty quick. Um, yeah, it's, it was about her like talking about like the, the meta analysis of Pokemon, like talking about how Ash is going to catch them all and has these little like figurines of Pokemon on the table in front of her. This was live action. It was live action. It's very bizarre. I'll, I'll see if I can find the link for you. Well, it all starts with the TV show, September 7th. My nephew, Ash, he just turned 10, is the show's star. His dream is to become a Pokemon master. This is no easy task. First of all, Ash has to capture all of these little Pokemon things. And they're pretty tricky. Each one is totally different from the other. And are you ready for this? There are 150 of them. And you gotta catch them all. Yeah, they had sent that. I don't remember if that had come out before or after I had the game, but like I was just in, dude. Like I was fully, fully in mm-hmm. to what they were selling. Um, and so finally being able to play the game was like as- ascension. Like just finally <laughs> being able to get in this world that I like wanted to be in. I am um, ascending. <laughs> and so like, uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. I, I I loved playing the game overall. Is it was by and large like when I was actually playing it, a pretty pretty solitary experience because like it's just on your Game Boy, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's something that like you do by yourself. But I think a lot of people were playing it at the time, and so it was like this cool way to like interact with other people who were playing Pokemon and and people who I didn't even really know were like into video games were mm-hmm. playing it. And so I was able to kind of like bridge that gap. And like, I think this is a through line through almost every one of my meaningful games was I did, I, I was challenged socially as a child, <laughs> like um, everybody raise was, your hands. <laughs> yeah. Raise your hand. Me too. And like, you know, I, I, I'm sure people had it harder than I did, but like social interaction was just never something that came easy to me mm. is still something that doesn't come easy to me. Sure. And so like just having something to talk about with somebody else where like, I know a fair bit about this and have like feelings about it. Yeah. And I bet this other person does too. Like felt great to just be able to be like, Break the ice. Hey, you got, have you got a tentacruel yet? Like, do you have one of those? Cause I cannot find them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that sort of thing. It was great. And and so, yeah, that was, that was really, really nice. And I, I think the, the memory that sticks out to me the most is when I actually beat this game because I, I don't remember beating a lot of video games at the time. Yeah. Like a, they were hard as fuck. So <laughs> yeah. like, you weren't beating a lot of video games, period, mm-hmm. without the help of my game genie, of course. Um, or Prima game guides. Or Prima game guides. Don't sleep on Prima. <laughs> people still be sleeping on Prima. Is it uh, still around? People act like they forgot about Prima. What do you think they did with all the guns? <laughs> Sell them all, bing, David? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem I, I, is Prima. <laughs> 
Oh, Dre. Sorry, um, Dre is Prima. Dre is Prima. Dre yeah, is you can't Prima. For, you can't forget about Prima. Anyway, so I, I I just did not really have this moment of achievement of beating a video game outside of like literally cheating at the video game, right? Like outside of firing up Game Genie or Game Shark or something and like having it cheat to beat the game. Whereas like I had been bashing my head against the Elite Four for like it felt like weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I was not getting very far. I had run myself down to the point where like I didn't I had fought all the other trainers so I couldn't go get a sizable amount of money mm. to then buy very many super potions or like uh, uh rare candies like, re- yeah rare candies or revives or any even like mm-hmm. and so I was in this sort of like standoff with the elite four where I was just hurling one Charizard at them over and over and over <laughs> again because nobody else was leveled up enough like I yeah. I wasn't going to be able to get them high enough level to survive. You have your number one homie in that game, and that's about and it. That's, that's it. I, I only had items to to refill his like f- flamethrower usage <laughs> to just continually bash against the wall. So of did these you? Pokemon. Would, would you throw at any of your other Pokemon, or was it just from the get go Charizard's <laughs> out there? Or did you have like some uh, cannon fodder, like loosen them up just a little bit? There was no loosening. The only thing that uh, the the other Pokemon were used for was a temporary holding place while I revived Charizard in the background so that they would just take a horrific attack and then I would immediately throw Charizard back out. Yeah, like, (laughs) they were just there as punching bags. Father, why? (laughs) I live to die. Why have you brought me here? (laughs) Um, Pokemon just looks back at you, one tear streaming down its eyes. It just takes a solar beam to the face. (laughs) Yeah, this is the 20th time today. Please, Dad. <laughs> so uh, the the time that I actually did end up beating it, I I was sitting in the back seat of my mom's car where she used to work. Mm. Um, she worked at like a daycare center for a little while and uh, was there with like a bunch of other people. It was like one of the daycares where like kind of a bunch of people would go there, a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. maybe like an after school center or something like that. And I was out of school and was just playing Pokemon in the back of her car. It was also sweltering in the Sacramento heat um, sure. as, as it does. And I'm just like baking in the back of my car and managed to make it through, uh, I think the ice fight, mm. which was usually the point where I got beaten because ice against fire is brutal. Sure. Like, yeah. That just did, did not do great. Yeah. And finally managed to actually get through and realize that like, Oh fuck, I just beat the game. Like this is actually it. I'm done. And like ran inside to show my mom like, Oh my God, you, you won't believe it. And she like, again, thanks mom for putting, like playing the part, but it was like, Oh, congratulations. You finally did it. Cause she knew I was bashing my head against this wall too. Mm-hmm. And was like, probably just playing a part of saying i'm really proud of you and i like was just beaming like fuck yes dude nobody can beat me i am the best no I am she the was very... proud of you chase she was proud i of know me. jan she was proud of you <laughs> she was but in a way that she knew it meant a lot to me rather than her understanding the the depth of the elite four oh, you know what i mean like... yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um she's she never knows... been in the elite four she doesn't no, know no no she doesn't know what, the, the, what that means but like was still just like hell yeah you did it and mm-hmm. i was like again just beaming like couldn't believe i had finally did it and like i said just hadn't beaten games before so like mm-hmm. was was shocked at at the ability to actually put one of these things down and yeah it obviously like set me up for a lifetime of liking these video games it sure did despite a lot of people saying red is like the most busted one which 
it i think it is but i still had a great time with it despite not really knowing how to play it or like yeah how to um you know type advantages or anything like it's that. my favorite one don't at me gen z sorry uh emerald although i think emerald is probably like the best pokemon game really i think so I, <laughs> for, for my money i think so Um, cool. Hey, what's what's your what's your first most meaningful game, David? My first most meaningful game is Cruising. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. It's gonna Cruising make USA, baby. <laughs> Last time we did that, I was not able to do that. Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> whoa cruising besides it just having probably the best intro song to a game maybe ever in my yeah, opinion I, I can't think of a better one <laughs> it really is it just takes me back to i think like my what seventh birthday <laughs> whoa when i damn. when i got my n64 Mm, at laser mm-hmm. force in carmichael california we rented Jesus. out that room that 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 kid's party room yeah and i was i was gifted with a with a nintendo 64 and the game i wanted to play the most was cruising you at the usa baby <laughs> what was what was appealing to seven-year-old david about that game cars sports cars. cars yeah yeah young david was very into cool cars yeah sure older david likes cars to use as a tool to get around town <laughs> but yeah, young david it's... was like hot wheels and cool cars yeah, yeah, and sure. sports cars yes yeah. this is what i'm into i think i got some other games too mm-hmm. when i got the n64 but cruise in usa was the right difficulty level for me meaning uh, yeah, sure. it was easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean seven years old like how much difficulty can you possibly be because yeah, maybe I was seven, I was either seven or eight, I think. Regardless, neither of oh, those two. ages are. I would expect somebody able to like, yeah. beat Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, my my fine motor skills were still very much developing. suspect developing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But cruising USA, like that 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 song to it's this burned, day yeah. <laughs> is like a core component of of me <laughs> in a very strange way. Like, yeah. that song will just play in my head randomly. <laughs> wow, incredible. Like, at least, like, once a month, probably. <laughs> really? Wow, that's pretty often. Like, honestly, yeah, that, I, I, I think of that song, even if I don't recognize it, is going on <laughs> in my head most times of the day. That, and then like, sometimes something happens. God, there's just something about that song that has has intertwined with my dna when we did the episode on it i was shocked that you were able to pull it out of a hat oh no dude (laughs) (laughs) you don't even know yeah it was yeah wow it's it's in there it's it's in there and i played a shit ton of that game yeah it's like i remember the chair i sat in i remember the tv i remember where in the house it was remember the shitty little tv stand we had there (laughs) it was right it was the plywood like paneling Uh, a TV stand. I had this gnarly chair, like that didn't even have like a back, so it was like bouncy. Mm-hmm. It like bounced up and down. It was like one of those weird like 
cube chairs, but one side of the cube was gone. And that's the side of you know, your butt oh, was I, on. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, I know this. I remember this chair. And you could like bounce on it. Mm-hmm. And it was on that part of my parents' house that was right next to that step down. Yes. Yeah. So like if you didn't balance yourself well while playing Cruising USA, you're falling over the side <laughs> and you're just in a world of hurt then. Yeah. You yeah. remember this place, right? I do. Yeah. We played video games there. We played video games there. And this one in particular was one that I would just when when we weren't playing Smash sixty four when you when you were over at my house, <laughs> yes. I was pretty much exclusively playing Cruisin' USA. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, it was a fine game. It was not great by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination, but I think I really just loved the going around the the United States thing. I think that might be where my my deep desire to have a cross country road trip came from. Ah, do you yeah, remember sure. this? Yeah, which I which we 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 two then we spoke into reality. Yeah, we did that. For some reason, I was wanting to do like a cross-country road trip with my with my friends after high school, and I really, honestly think that the, I, this, this, this game incepted that into me, <laughs> and that is also a an amazing time in my life. That was super fun, great, yeah, true, great experience. And I, I honestly, now thinking back on it. Cruise in USA was the reason why I wanted to do that because they would take you through oh like, oh, the Redwood Forest and it would like say that in the background. I'd be like, where's that? And I'd like, ask my dad. He'd come over yeah. and he's like, oh, that's near us. And I'm like, oh, Mount Rushmore. I'm like, where's that, dad? And he's like, oh, that's yeah. far away. You got to go to like, was it North Dakota? Some shit yeah, like that. I think so. It's great. And take you all across the US, see all these places and to show you the roadmap and you go from one place to another and you'd have like, you'd get the trophy at the end. And it was mm-hmm. just like a big celebration. It was fun. It was just great. It was a great game. I really should have brought a trophy with me to give to you at the end of the road trip. Fuck. <laughs> I would have. I I would have realized then that it was cruising USA the whole time, and yeah. I would have. I would have lost it. I would have <laughs> lost it. You fell to a puddle of a man. Wait, it was all cruising USA. Always has been. <laughs> I cruised the USA. I literally. I <laughs> I was sent on this journey. When I was seven or eight years old to cruise and I done did it. I cruised the USA. Um, (laughs) I lived, I lived my childhood gaming dream. It's pretty pretty great. Honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend. This is the radical, this is the radicalization that uh, video games are selling your children. I want to go on a road trip now. (laughs) I want to go on a road trip with my best buds and it's going to be awesome. Think of the children of humanity. The children. I mean, when we were in Cleveland, the police were definitely thinking of the children and they stopped us. Lord have mercy. They sure were. (laughs) I thought I was going to jail that night, David. How many Mexicans do you have in the room, Chase? Dude. What the fuck was that? We have half a Mexican and a Chilean. Yeah. And a half Peruvian. And a half Peruvian. No, I was in the car. They're asking oh, me yeah, sure. specifically. That was wild. This, this was, to, to for anybody who didn't catch that reference, this was a question we were asked by the police, not just something we just said. That's how many yes. Mexicans we had because we were like, we got a hotel. We were trying to all sleep in one hotel room. There was seven men yeah. trying seven to sleep there. Seven big stinky boys. It's big stinky boys. And like, sure, a little bit of law breaking there to like cram everybody in, but- they thought we were uh, drug runners from Canada. Mexico. Uh, they thought we were drug runners from Mexico taking uh, drugs from the Canadian border. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I may have caught more of this because I was unfortunately in handcuffs at the time. Oh, um, I for, were you in the back of the cruiser? Yeah, I sure was. I almost puked back there. I was who, was it, was it, who else was in the back? Was it just you? It was just me, baby. <laughs> All there back That's by my lonesome. fucked up, dude. Yeah, it was stupid. And then Alan came clean. Yeah, somebody had to. Thankfully. God. That's just like you're too. This is too much of an ethically ambiguous group to to not have something nefarious going on here. 
God. Just just underage drinking, officer. So and not even Ameri- at that time. We were stuff. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, yeah, to be clear, not while we were driving. No, <laughs> we weren't even doing it then. We had like one handle for like a month and somehow managed to make that God, work. But I forgot you were in handcuffs in the back of the cruiser. Damn. Yeah, that was that was stupid. Did that they was the dumbest. your rights? No, no. Okay. So you weren't actually under arrest. I was not under arrest. I think I was just being detained. Damn. Sucked. <laughs> Stupid. That was Ugh. so wild, dude. I was yeah, just was like, fun. they're going to kick me out of school. This is it. <laughs> That's not that that part of Cruising USA was not was not uh, shown. <laughs> no, <laughs> it yeah, wasn't in Cruising USA. It's sort of just like didn't I want to get off this that ride part. now. Yeah, there's the Redwood Forest. Grand there's Canyon. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. And then police stop and frisk. <laughs> in Cleveland. Just in Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah, the Cleveland rocks. level. Cleveland <laughs> rocks. The Cleveland level in Cruising USA was unfortunately omitted. It was cut. It was on the. It was on the <laughs> left on the floor instead of a, instead of a busty woman in bikini giving you a trophy at the end of the race. It was actually just two police officers frisking you, <laughs> saying you, "Hey, you got anything in those bags? Just my underwear, sir. <laughs> just my dirty, dirty socks." Which they went through. They checked it out. There were so many police cars too. There was like eight police yeah, cars. There was a lo- they really showed up. That and they was... came with their brights on to like yeah. intimidate us. And then like yeah, that was so cool. many more came. That was wild. There were so many dudes there. Yeah, that was stupid. Can I read you some of our <laughs> some of our uh, listeners' <laughs> answers? Please. We're gonna intersperse these. So here's the first few. Did we see two at first? You said there's 14 and there's five yeah. that we did. So we do four threes and a two, right? Uh, yeah. So we can start with two. Yeah. Uh, the first one from Jason said, for a long time, the Ultima series and especially Ultima 7, I think this is, mm-hmm. one, two, uh, was a huge part of my childhood. I still compare open world uh, sandbox games to Ultima 7 and they often come up lacking. LOL. Mm. Uh, and I still have friends today that I met playing Ultima Online similarly. And also the XCOM and Master of Orion 1 and 2. I haven't even heard of Master mm. of Orion 1 and 1 Me or 2. Either. I love XCOM though. Yeah, XCOM is good as hell. Did you know they're making like a Marvel-based XCOM game? Like the guys who made XCOM are making like a Marvel one? Oh, really? I think it's Marvel. Oh no, yeah, I did hear about this. Yeah, and there's like some relationship stuff going on in there if I remember correctly. Oh, that's that's what gets Chase interested for sure. Yeah, you know. Can I make friends, maybe kiss somebody. <laughs> But I'm in. I'm into that. <laughs> Get crazy, um, make some friends, kiss someone, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, also, Ultima is not a game that I've played very much. Um, I don't think I've ever played Ultima. It's it's sort of an oversight on my part. What system um, is it on? Let's see. Ultima 7, The Black Gate, uh, came out 92 on it's either DOS or Super Nintendo. Is it on like the, uh, was it the SNES Mini or whatever it is? Uh, maybe if there's an, an Ultima 8. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, uh, again, it's it's a huge oversight because I really haven't played a lot of them. And they like all sort of fit into that. Not all of them, but the ones that I've seen definitely fit into that like 80s or 90s vision of fantasy where it's like very swords and sorcery-ish, very, very D&D-like. Love it. Which looks, love that. Yeah, very fun. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jason. Let's see. Also, uh, one from Rufus. Rufus. Rufus said, uh, I mean, it's got to be Link's Awakening for me. Mm. I've only played a couple of games on my Game Boy Color before then, my first gaming system. And then I got uh, Link's Awakening. I just had no idea that this tiny world in muted colors on that tiny screen would hit me so hard. Not just emotionally. Yes, I did cry at the end, mm. um, which uh, makes sense. The game hits fucking hard, man. Yeah. But also in scope, the characters, environments, doing wild puzzles, some in a sort of 3D way, really opened my eyes to what you could do with such a limited palette and has stuck with me ever since. Yoshi's Island on the GBA was a close second. Uh, that would be another game that blew me away with the intricacies and challenges within its world as well as the unique art style to boot. 
Uh, the bonus mm. levels and worlds that you unlock as you go through made it one of the few games that I fully 100%ed. Ooh, Yoshi's Island. Damn. I know, yeah. Kind of bow, a deep cut to 100%. Bow, bow, bow. I think that's Yoshi's Story. Oh, shit. Oh, you're right. That is Yoshi's Story. I fucked with Yoshi's Story. That was, that was a good one. I like Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. A lot. Yoshi Island, yeah. That's also a very good one. Also, also quite good, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the, the Game Boy Color was like a, a very good entrance to games. Because like you can totally. take that fucker everywhere and like kids are always on the move, man. Absolutely. That was, yeah. oh God, that was, that was such a, a high of gaming was the Game yeah. Boy Color. My goodness. Yeah. Total bop. That was more than a bop, man. That was, <laughs> that was a whole goddamn vibe. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're we're yes, starting no. to lose it. I know. We've yeah. only done one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thank you for, uh, for that answer, Rufus. Yeah, thank you both Jason and Rufus for your answers. That's great. Yeah. Can I tell you about my second one, David? Please. It is the duo known as the Super Smash Brothers and their many friends. Which Smash one? Brothers, David. Which one? I just said Smash Brothers because mm. every one of them has hit this for me. <sighs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, and let me let me tell you why I can probably narrow it down to like one that was the best for me, but they all fit into the same category uh-huh. for me at least. Uh-huh. So sort of similar to Pokemon, Smash has been a connective tissue to me to other people. Sure, in a way that is deeply deeply helpful and meaningful. Mm. In fact, mm-hmm. as the as the uh, segment would suggest. So like just on the face of it, I think Smash is like genuinely quite a, a good video game, mm-hmm. and so like that that helps. But like from the very beginning, it has been a way for me to connect with other people. I I wrote on my bullet point, and you already I'd already brought this up. Uh, you and I played a lot of this uh, uh, on N sixty four. We've actually played a lot of every one of these video games uh, together. But sure uh, yeah. N sixty four one, I, I remember pretty distinctly, like going over to your house and like fucking around with that. We we got um, into a big fight. We did. I, I think we've talked I, about I this like on the podcast before. I believe we have, and I also think that that is one of our few actual feuds. Yeah, we were both actually upset <laughs> with the other person. Yeah, was, <laughs> I think you just had me in a corner, and you're beating the shit out. I of was me. Captain Falcon. I remember and I that. had you trapped in a corner. It was on a Hyrule Castle <laughs> Hyrule on the 64. bottom, the bottom right side, where the Ugh. little uh, tower uh, like hut thing is. Yeah, yeah. And I had you trapped in that wall, mm-hmm. and I just was, I was just punching you over and over and over and over again, just like the basic A punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you lost it. You lost your shit. Yeah. Fair enough. I was being an <laughs> asshole. So. I mean, it's it was a shameful moment for me. I I kind of enjoy trying to take my losses as great as i can as an adult person yeah and so like do you remember that out, moment when you try to take a, a, a gloss gracefully is it always like in the back of your head a little bit like a little bit yeah it like was that. like because it was such a bad like i was showing up in the way that i just did not want to because i i oh it's so frustrating to me put to play games with somebody who like is just so bad at losing and yeah, like it just makes the, the whole the whole experience a little bit fun. less cool yeah no and like the the person who's like nice you kicked my whole ass i'm always like nice cool all right like i feel better about this game now yeah and so like i'm trying i always try and lose a little bit gracefully i'm sure some people have some stories of me not losing gracefully i'm sure that's i'm sure that's a thing but, <laughs> but we try. Uh, yeah no but, but but we try and yeah of, to to treat my friend with such disgrace david a moment of shame i was if i I remember i remember this very vividly i was immediately embarrassed about like yeah rage quitting yeah i remember i remember that too i think you turned it off i did i did i turned the whole game off and i was like i was like no i was shocked i was shook (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like come on man it's just fun i should i I should just let you fucking take the dub (laughs) 
<laughs> like you beat me. Or at least the it lesson. wouldn't even be the dub, just the stock, you know? If I remember correctly, that was my last stock. Oh, I think that would have been it. Yeah. Damn. I, uh, I think that was it. Because I feel like the turning off the system was my last resort. I had mm. nothing else. No other recourse. This will <laughs> save just... my ego. <laughs> and it it did quite the opposite. It did quite the opposite. Did quite the opposite. But I'm glad it did quite the opposite. That's a good yeah. thing. I had to learn. And to learn that this is not the way I treat Some people. Some people have no shame. Um, it's good to have a small amount. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Shame, shame is on. usually a helpful on. emotion. Yeah. I think it was, in that case, if we're being real real about it, I think I was I was guilt. I felt guilt mm. of showing up so poorly. I, I didn't feel like I did I'm a bad, bad person. I did something bad. I treated sure. my, bad, my friend badly. Mm. And like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Here we are. We're still good friends. I forget. I forgave you decades ago. So we could. Yeah. I for forgave myself. Maybe. <laughs> Sometime. Maybe. <laughs> Let me know if I could. If there's anything I can do to help you with that. Yeah. No. We're good. You the, know? Pod, the podcast. The podcast you know, is doing the podcast. It's cathartic podcast. <laughs> You've been burning on this for for decades now. So we're 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 getting it out in the open. Sorry. So, anything else about Smash? <laughs> I also have smash on mine just so oh, you know. nice hell yeah yes yeah this was just one of the clear. ones I, I presumed we yeah I would have been surprised if we did not both have this on here yeah I'll, I'll go through sort of the, the reasoning that yeah. I feel like this is I was this about to say you do your I'll, thing and then I'll do mine yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pass pass the ball to you pass the stakes yeah so yeah I, I I definitely have fond memories of playing N64 um, Melee came up a lot at like my middle school birthday parties mm. remember going pretty hard on Melee there oh, I was like uh, Awakeathons, yeah, sure enough, and and fucking mm-hmm. Key Club, baby. Oh, my Key Club heads out there. <laughs> um, I was like, I was never good enough to wave dash or anything to that level mm-hmm. in melee. Mm-hmm. Like, not even close. Yeah. But like, still played it when it came out a fair amount. Like, I, I feel like we were playing it when it when it was like in the like new release schedule, and so it was like a big deal at the time for just like normies like us. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than like, you know, the people who go to tournaments now in 2022. Yeah. Who like study who are, frame data. Exactly. No, I was never. That's that a way. level I am not at for certain. Yeah. Uh, I card. I remember this pretty specifically that I carted around my Wii to parties um, in high school sometimes just to be able to play through the like brawl story with friends that I knew were going to be also playing the brawl story mm-hmm. in Super Smash Brothers. Um, so that was, you know, a good look for me while everybody's, you know, playing King's Cup or something in the background. I was like, hey, I would love to put a few hours into the subspace emissary if I could. <laughs> if I could just slink nice. over here to the corner with somebody else who might play. Would, I'm uh, slinking to the corner. <laughs> uh, uh, in or like sort of my early college days when I was going to community college, you, me, and uh, a bunch of other friends would get uh, earmuffs kids. Uh, belligerently high and uh, play Super Smash Bros. with our friends, which was a, was an interesting sort of challenge. It felt like at the time, like, can I keep it together while this game is just making my heart pound? Yeah, it felt like if it felt like mainlining Super Smash Brothers when you would do that. Yes, like it was just pure uncut because <laughs> Smash Bros. I, I remember clearly I wouldn't blink. No, yeah, me too. my like, eyes I... would be so painful after a round, especially if we would do like a one-on-one. We were trying to do those for a oh bit for a God, while. We yeah. do one-on-one and we do like little tournaments. Yeah, and when we were doing that, like I would I wouldn't blink and I would be in pain afterwards. <laughs> my eyes would be like beat red. It was bad. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun time because I think like spoilers but like when i was playing smash 4 like i feel like i was kind of taking that game seriously yeah and like you and i would go to tournaments and stuff for smash 4 and so like we were 
we were kind of in it there for a second, but like with Brawl, we were almost putting a handicap on ourselves of like, I am going to dilute my natural sort of reaction speed <laughs> and my ability to hold it together. We were all uh, Goku wearing his weighted clothing in the World Martial Arts Tournament. <laughs> Yeah, we were exactly. handicapping ourselves <laughs> because like the minute somebody showed up who wasn't also who hadn't just taken a bong rip or something <laughs> like that. Sorry, like this is getting very <laughs> fucking broy, but like um, who had we done a that bunch of bros. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Who hadn't done that was immediately so much better than everybody else. Like, yeah would just crush or they were just Ian or they were Ian who was always incredible at the game no yeah. matter what. And uh, so, yeah, it was like. This sort of bizarre back and forth where we're like, I'm going to make this uh, this harder on myself, but it's also like quite fun if the rest of the room is also kind of bad in the same way that I am right now. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. It was, it was intense. Like, I don't remember my heart pounding as much as I do like I during mean, those that's, fights. That's, yeah. That's the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the drugs, is I the suppose. Dr so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the drugs. And yeah, that my, my my sole purpose in the world at that time in that moment was yeah. to was to play smash bros and win mm -hmm. and that was it i've yeah there have been a yeah. few other times in my life where i've been as single-minded as in those moments <laughs> yeah yeah which is it, it's sort of bizarre there was this cross-section of like i was becoming older and i was developing anxiety but also at the same time i was really into smash brothers and so it was there was this incredible cross-section <laughs> It's where like a little <laughs> beautiful moment, little square time <laughs> moment where I didn't have anxiety <laughs> and I also really wanted to be good at Smash Brothers. <laughs> and then I'm like, once those two things crossed, it's like, I cannot get high and play this game anymore. That is an impossible thing for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, at the time, very fun. It was great. Similar sort of thing. When I first went to uh, UCSC, I ran a Smash tournament from my like dorm room floor, which was like such an easy way to get to know people mm -hmm. of like, hey. I don't know any of you, but I'm putting up a flyer on your like door to see if you want to come play Smash Bros in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure we had a 32 person bracket like when we actually Damn. played. So like, it was fun. It was really, really fun. And like, you know, I didn't stay friends with like most of those people, but I knew most of them. Like I was able to like at least say hello to a lot of people. Hey, Donkey Kong. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Uh, Smash 4 came out my senior year of college and like that was a huge deal mm -hmm. um, for for like you and I. Like we played a lot of that, um, but also just like uh, we played a lot of that in the game design program. Obviously a bunch of fucking video game heads and the most recent Smash like release least we had this i think it was just called the game lab um mm. which is like there's a bunch of it was essentially a computer lab where you can go and work on like games specific to the program mm -hmm. um and they had it so that like you know because we were doing specific game stuff we kind of needed like reserved computers to make sure that we could do it then and there but what they also did was put in a very cool couch and some tvs to play video games on nice and so like you would be there until like 10 p.m like you get done with your classes at you know two or three or something go to the game lab work a little bit on your project and then like just people would rotate in and out of playing smash hell yeah it was just so much fun like again similar thing like i got to know people there really well sounds like the bro lab um it was i think like <laughs> at most computer science programs it was majority male yeah yeah it was it was it was still I, I you know from a cishet white guy's perspective cool uh don't know if that's the case for everybody who came through the doors yeah um i wish it was but uh it was still you know it was still nice to connect with people um in that way mm -hmm. and then yeah like like i said when i moved back to sac after college like you and i played smash a lot which was sure incredible did. like going to tournaments and stuff was really fun like that taking fun. it kind of seriously for a second was 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 cool i played this with my coworkers when i got my first like full-time job out of college mm -hmm. like every day at lunch would play at least an hour of smash brothers like religiously yeah which was very very fun mm -hmm. and then this is not to mention like literally any of 
of the parties that I will go to. Like last time I visited you, like there was a whole room of people I didn't know. And like some of them were like, do you want to play Smash? And I was like, oh yes, thank God. We played like, Smash for a good amount of time. A good amount of time. And I feel like I knew those people afterwards a lot better because like, yeah. okay, we played Smash. I can see like who this person is a little bit. I know you in in the biblical sense now. Yes, I have, way, I have right? seen you. I have <laughs> yeah, seen, exactly. I, have, I have peeled back your outer layer and seen deep inside. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but you uh, learn a lot yeah, about a person by playing them in Smash. Honestly, I think you do. Like, you know, it, it's not something you could really make any judgment calls about, but like, it's interesting to see what like character somebody plays. Do they switch around? Do they only play Kirby all the time? Or is it like, is this guy just a Roy main? You know, like who, who is this person? And if they play um, Kirby all the time, what move are they using? Are they using down, one move it's, the whole it's time? It's either down B or up B. One, one, or, one or the other. Switch between the two. Switch between the two. Uh, honestly, respect. You know what you like, man. Like, Do your thing. Don't let, don't let me convince you otherwise. Now my question is... Uh, <laughs> Should Smash Bros be something you play for a, a job interview? Is this more accurate than like the Myers Briggs personality test? <laughs> what would they say about me manning random? Uh, yeah, I that would be a challenging sentence or like a, a challenging piece of data because like I feel like you could make sort of like interesting character assessments. It's like your Myers Briggs, but for like who you main in Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. Emily Oz just texted me, Don't hate on Kirby babes. Oh, um, oh, she is so Kirby. She a Kirby I think, babe. I, I, yeah, I think so. Are you babes or is she saying Kirby babes as like Kirby Kirby players? Yeah, Kirby players. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. I wasn't hating. I was just saying people play Kirby. I'm not hating. <laughs> <laughs> she did not I'm... sound convinced whatsoever. Yeah, she's, she's not convinced at all. Uh, maybe we'll just go head to head. One, one V one me, bro. Final destination. <laughs> Fox only. <laughs> Kirby um, only. Kirby's only. Anyway, yeah, it's it's just it's such a joy to um to play Smash with 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 friends sure is it's the best yeah what uh what about this game why why is it on your list so i played i played smash 64 with you you yes. know i uh, played it pretty much i the only other person i pretty much played it with was probably you and maybe like a handful of other people yeah it wasn't really like a huge multiplayer experience for me i played it a lot like by myself through the arcade mode yep i didn't really touch uh melee mm -hmm. and didn't really touch brawl either when i when it first came out yeah <laughs> but then in college uh, the thing to to do at my at my my dorm mm -hmm. was uh, to play Brawl minus. Oh yeah, which was Holy a shit. which was a mod Brawl of minus, Brawl. dude. That was weird. It was weird. It was it, <laughs> it was, was weird. weird. I forgot game. we dabbled in this. We dabbled in this. Yeah. Because I suggested it because I played it a lot at Rice. Yeah. Holy shit. And <laughs> like these people knew this game in and out, so I just. Pretty much constantly got my whole, as you would say, my whole ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was a great time just to kind of play with play with the bros. Yeah. And then I came, graduated and came back to Sacramento. And you and a bunch of our other friends were really into brawl at the time and it's just like okay mm -hmm. let's do this let, let's let's get in this and let's just see what happens if i start playing like i was still pretty bad at the time and this was the first time in a game where i could see myself like actually getting better i was just gonna say you got better pretty fast if i remember correctly was the thing like i, I, yeah. I did not play like a lot of online games mm -hmm. uh, in high school yeah i didn't do a lot like i played multiplayer games where like they were like co-op multiplayer games and we'll talk about that later but I was pretty, I was pretty much a single player person for the most part through mm -hmm. like through high school and, yeah. and mo most of college and brawl was first game. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and play better. I'm going to try and get 
get get good yeah. and see what happens. And then I got good and it was really fun to yeah. to see that progression and like get better and learn. Like not mm-hmm. just learn the character but learn my my friends' tendencies and how they played and like baiting them into things and like getting them good. Felt felt yeah. so nice. <laughs> um so yeah, that was just that was just a, a great experience. And that was just like a time in my life where I really started to try a lot harder to be like the best I could be. <laughs> yeah. In many in many different facets. It was just kind of the video game uh, outlet for that. So I didn't put sure. just Smash Bros. I put specifically Brawl because it has that that uh, association of like improvement, like pushing myself and like getting better at something that I'm initially yeah. and like the whole entire Jake the Dog thing of like, you no know, first step being good at something, being bad at something. <laughs> and it's okay to yes. be bad at something, right? And just try your best yeah. and get better. So yeah, that was a that was a great. A great experience and you know i still i still love smash also just for the camaraderie you know it, yeah it, it sure. wouldn't it wouldn't have been as compelling to get good at this game if it wasn't so fun to just be with my friends and play it and engage in it it's true yeah i think it's a very unique and special game in that regard like what you're saying that it just crosses so many boundaries of of person yeah. so many people play smash brothers yeah so many people play smash brothers and so many people are always just like down to play smash brothers yeah like regardless of which one it is really mm-hmm. like people will be like hey i got smash 64 you want to play that I'm like i haven't played smash 64 in like a decades probably yeah yeah it's smash i know the basic components of how to play this game and i'm gonna kick your head <laughs> kick your ass let's go it just brings out like this competitive like this this very like kind of friendly competitive nature mm-hmm. in people that i think is is so, so nice because know, it's, yeah. it's a it is competitive and i want to win but not like I'm an asshole. Sometimes yeah. it can be. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's always and, there's there's always there's that guy. one person sometimes who takes it way too seriously. But yeah. by and large, it's almost always just like a friendly, intense competition between people. Now that's that's yeah. been my experience at least, which you know I don't really find in any other game. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's because it is you know in person, so it's not mm-hmm. this depersonalization that happens. Like if you're playing Rocket League or Halo or anything like that, where it's like I killed this person, I'm gonna go and teabag them because they are just right, yeah, and not even their real name. They're, they're 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 nothing to me, and I feel good about myself because I beat them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, got four. I was Robocop and killed four of them in a row and won. Now I'm going to be a jerk. <laughs> Anyways, that was me, MLG Gamer. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, it's just so unique how it's able to, you know, get people to interact and have fun and just be, be merry and nice to each yeah, other. Yeah, totally. That's, that's why I love Smash. And uh, you can actually legitimately get better at the game and have fun at the same time. Yeah, way, which is which great. Which is very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think un- under the circumstance that you were describing, I think Smash 4 is the one for me in that in that regard. Sure. Like feeling like I was like okay at it and then like kind of getting my ass kicked and being like, okay, I think I, I think I can probably like get better at this. Mm. If I like yeah. just kind of slow down a little bit and pick a couple of characters that I want to be good at. Yeah. Outside of random, who's the person you find yourself most gravitating towards? In Smash? Just out of- in Smash? Yeah, just in general. Dorf. It's Ganondorf. It's definitely Ganondorf. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Ganondorf is so good in so many of those games. I love doing our Ganondorf dittos online. <laughs> yeah. And just those dorf- were so stupid. Big dorf yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wild oh man it feels like one-on-one football or something like there's no reason for this game to be played like this yeah but like here we are just two big dudes beating the shit out of each other and we're not even like trying to play the right way we're just trying to style on the other one like yes, can no, i kill you yeah. with a a reversed uh dwarf punch yes yeah <laughs> and sometimes you can can i kill That's you with cool. the up tilt off the edge yeah 
tempting. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. And am I going to taunt before I, I smack you out of the stage if I break your shield? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Of course I have to. Of course That's I required am. by law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the smash bylaws dictate that you must, in fact, taunt before yeah. you kill someone after you break their shield. It's just the rules. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, Smash Bros. It's never, it's never bad, and it's except the times that it is. But most of the time, it's not bad. <laughs> most of the time, it's really good. <laughs> I will say, I, I've played Smash 64 with a handful of people, like, you know, in, the, in kind of recently, like within the last like five years or so. Yeah. I am not good at that game. That is the like melee in that one. I cannot hold my own against people who know what they're doing. That one you really have to like, you're thinking fast, yeah. but in slow mo, you you move in slow motion. Yeah. Like, I, I think you just have to know exactly like the matchups and like how much like room you have for error and shit. Like mm-hmm. I have gotten the like just completely shut out. In, in 64 before was it jose like, can, uh yes uh emily alice's uh both of our friends and emily alice's roommate from sacramento jose good good friend completely kicks my ass every time i play him in smash 64 mm-hmm. and like he is a super competitive dude and so like i think he wants me to take the bait a lot of the time and like get mad and huffed and like i'm like nice totally kicks my ass mm. And like, it's not close enough for me to be mad. Like it's, it's just a shutout. I, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm just, I'm in his grasp while we're playing. And so there's just so little, there's nothing for me to be angry about. I can't do anything about you this. You have entered his reality, which he controls. Yeah. Like when it's, when it's 1v1, you and I both have a hundred percent and I get knocked off. I'm like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. I was so close. Yeah. Versus like. Jose three stocks me. Like, what am I? What am I going to be mad at? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, it's so far away from what. There's nothing I could do. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was powerless to that L. Yeah, Smash Brothers, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, can I read you some more of our, our listener submissions? Please. Murray said, Baiting Kaitos is one of my favorite plot twists in any video game and my absolute favorite bad voice acting, something we already mm. kind of mentioned. It also has a speedrun category that has a record time of over two weeks. So that's cool. So the speedrun of this game is two weeks? Like two weeks long. What game is this? <laughs> Baiting Kaitos, I believe is how, how you say it. Okay. Very lengthy speedrun. Oh a slow rush, you might say. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Brutal. Uh, this this was also a game that I don't think I had ever heard I've of. I've never heard of this game, yeah. Anyway, point being, yeah, cool. Cool one. Whoa. Murray with the deep cut. It's a JRPG? Yes. Murray with the deep, deep cut. Monolith <laughs> soft. Don't they make something? They make Xenoblade nowadays. That's right. And DBZ Attack of the Saiyans. Whoa. For the Nintendo DS. I think I played that one. I'm sure, dude. I've, I feel like I have played every single Dragon Ball Z video game fighting game. They made all of the Xenoblades <laughs> and Xenosagas. Yeah, I've played a lot of DBZ video games. And Animal Crossing <laughs> New Leaf. Oh, support development. I think it, yeah, it's at assisted, so I don't know exactly what that means. TK says, as the resident Dark Cloud 2 enjoyer, I have to say that that game means a lot to me now, but looking back at my entire gaming history, 
it doesn't particularly stand out. So I don't think that really fits in the episode. Uh, the first game I remember playing was, and then uh, crossed out, it says Sonko the Honchog, and that is replaced with Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure. Thank you, TK. Sonic the Hedgehog won for Genesis. Um, I never got past the third zone. I don't think I did either, TK. Yeah, me um, same. <laughs> that is an experience that could basically be copied and pasted across every early game that I played. Um, the first game I was actually able to hit credits on was Mario Super Mario 64. Um, I think I, I was just wasn't good enough with those early games, which to be fair were supremely difficult, and many of, of which had no save system. But the N64 was the console where completing games was finally uh, became important to me, and the feeling of hitting credits on that expansive Mario 64 hit a key role mm. in that. I don't think I beat Mario 64 when I was younger. I think it took me until my like adult life to actually do that. That's a tough one. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. I think I got to the clock level and was like, no. I cannot. I never played that one when I was younger. Oh, really? I never played it. It's surprising it. having had, I had an N64. N64. I was too busy cruising. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy cruising, baby. <laughs> yeah, wow. I was just over there with my sunglasses on with a with a little uh, handheld fan pointed right at me while playing cruising to, to care about any Mario 64. <laughs> it's too busy cruising. I'm too busy cruising. <laughs> I think deep down in my soul, I'm actually Guy Fieri. Really? Why is that? Because he's, he's, cruising? he's cruising the he's cruising the USA for each of his episodes. Yeah, find it. if That's, it's funky, he'll find it, baby. Maybe he played a lot of cruising too. Possible. Let's see, Andrew, uh, a friend from the podcast Lore of the Week, which you should listen to. Cool. Uh, uh, said it's got to be Kingdom Hearts for me, specifically Ooh. the original. A tough omission for me, I will say. Man, a man, a man of of culture. <laughs> he said, "I liked Kingdom Hearts two better overall, but in terms of foundationalness, mm. uh, Kingdom Hearts one really left its mark on me." I totally agree. It just had such a vibe. For uh, as goofy as Kingdom Hearts as a series is, the first game had a pervasive melancholy to it that really sure did, did things for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of it probably had to do with Simple and Clean, an instant banger, which. Again, also agree. But that game uh, was also kind of sad in tone at parts. Yeah. And definitely offbeat. Uh, it had all the good RPG stuff I had already learned to love with the secret weapons and bosses and stuff. It had a great combat system. The platforming that felt fun for the time. Glide. Super glide. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And the story was a great blend of mystery anime hair and metaphysical nonsense. Uh, unfortunately, as the series went on, they just kept ripping out the mystery and replacing it with until it became anime hair and metaphysical nonsense all the way down. But in that first game, and for a 10 to 11 year old, it was a revelation. Yeah, I, I wonder how my my adolescence would have gone if I didn't play Kingdom Hearts. Me too. I feel would like I've I been put, less melancholic. I feel like I put a lot of <laughs> angst into Kingdom Hearts. I don't think I would have <laughs> been. I, th- I don't think I would have been more melancholic if I hadn't oh, played really? Kingdom yeah. Hearts. I wouldn't be less melancholic because I wouldn't have had something to like express it into yeah it was a heat sink for it, your it was, a, it was a heat sink for the <laughs> for the ennui and melancholy of adolescence <laughs> of being of being a teen a preteen in an early teen of just like my body is changing things are weird what am i gonna do with my life sort of thing please give me answers goofy please give me answers goofy <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so hard not to name the episode please gi- please give me answers goofy it's gonna be really tough oh man Please, I need I need the ansoms. Just need a quick hit. Goofy, please. Goomy, Gooby, Gooby, please. Please. <laughs> please give me the ansoms, Gooby. Oh my god. Um, can I? Um, That's fucked up. Yeah, it is pretty fucked <laughs> up, isn't it? Can I tell you about my third one? Please. Uh, my third one 
is Parasite Eve, David. Pa- wow. Whoa. Yeah. I did not yeah. expect this. Okay. Um, so I've talked a little bit about Parasite Eve before yeah. and how much I like this game. Uh-huh. And like, I do like this game a lot. I think outside of my like meaningfulness of it, mm-hmm. I do like the game quite a, quite a bit. However, uh, buyer, buyer beware. I'm going to talk about my dad. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's go. So uh, my dad and my relationship is strained, I would say. Yeah. Him and I, like, it feels like there is one generation too few between us. Mm. Like, he is such a different person than I am. Sure. In in many ways. Like, I think he he has done a good job, like, imparting in me the ability to be, like, emotionally communicative and understanding what's going on with myself, but was just, like, a totally different dude. Like, him and I would never, uh, like, if we met on the street, we would not be friends, you know, like... This dude is so outside of the range of what I would call like, I don't know, like my normal day to day understanding Mm -hmm. of of how people act. Right. Sure. And that's not to say it's bad. It's just it's so different from me. And especially as a kid, like as as a kid, I was just like, I just want to fucking vibe and play video games and like hang out and like be a be a goofy little guy. Mm -hmm. It's only sort of in my adult world that I've sort of been able to understand like where where he was coming from and stuff. But um, point being. Our interests rarely crossed over. Yeah. Rarely crossed over. It, it was by and large, you know, he was doing his own thing. He was kind of working a lot. And I was, like I said, trying to vibe and play video games. And so, like, those two things oftentimes did not cross over. But uh, there were a few points where it did. One of them was Parasite Eve. I think my my dad enjoys uh, movies, shows, and games that have a certain element of body horror in them. <laughs> interesting i don't know why but he's i think he's just fascinated with that which is you know it's fine In- interesting um, <laughs> interesting um and uh there was like this weird sort of phase i think it was shortly after my brother had uh visited my brother andy who uh is like a fair bit older than i am i think he's 15 years older than i am mm-hmm. um he was like i think living in new york at the time or short or was about to do that and he we'd all rented a bunch of games together for the playstation one and uh resident evil was one of them metal gear solid was one of them mm-hmm. and uh parasite eve was one of them Ooh. I took to all of them and was like, "Hell yeah, I love all of these I was about video to games." Say, those are those are some bangers right there. Some bangers, yeah. Like I, I was way into Metal Gear Solid at the time, and like obviously we just did the episode about it. But so like, good, uh, very good. But like both my brother and my dad were like, "I this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't want this." And like, sure, I'm like, like I could see how that they wouldn't be for everybody. Thinking outside the box, come on, <laughs> guys. You don't want to talk about the military industrial complex in a video game. <laughs> But uh, something my brother ended up liking Resident Evil quite a bit, but my dad ended up liking Parasite Eve quite a bit. Mm. Everybody had their favorite. Everybody sort of had their favorite. And uh, I wouldn't say he knew how video games worked at all, um, because like <laughs> I um, my one of my introductions to video games, in fact, was was through him. Uh, but it was Doom, right? He, he had had Doom on his DOS machine mm-hmm. back in the day before I could really even read. So like writing dos commands to open doom was an impossibility for me so i always had to go get my dad so that he could play it i would like sit on his lap and we'd sort of like play through that together yeah but uh sort of the next time that happened was around parasite eve and so like i don't i don't think he was really like grasping like what a jrpg was let alone like an rpg was sure which is something that parasite eve is and so like this was sort of a slow playthrough for both of us sure it took us a long time many many nights uh spent sitting playing this game Uh and 
I, I remember like it sort of all of these games have memories attached to them. And the one that is attached to this game is uh, my dad had built this like house in our backyard. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe a, maybe a house is, a, is overselling. A it's a room. It's a shed. Well, it's got a bed. In. It's got a bunk bed in the back there. It's like it's like, a, it's, like a, it's a man cave that has been it's a detached man cave. Pretty much. Yeah. A portable man cave. It's got a bed. It's it is where he had his computer and it also housed a small CRT uh, television and a PlayStation one around the time we were playing this. And so on these like fairly hot Sacramento evenings, uh, we'd both go out there. He'd lay on the bottom bunk uh, and I would sort of like move myself over to the side of it. Uh, and we'd both sit there and play Parasite Eve again. Like I was not comprehending a lot of the stuff that was going on in the game. And a lot of it was pretty frightening. I will say like the game is scary. Yeah. But obviously my dad's playing it. So I don't really give a shit. Sure. Like big, yeah. big strong man's here. I don't care. Big Rebalby's got it. Big Rebalby's got it. Um, <laughs> so like that's gotta be a confusing sentence to know but to people who don't know that my dad's name is Rob. <laughs> Rob Albee, shortened to Rob Albee. Rob Albee. Yeah, so like I have this like vivid uh, uh, sensory memory of the smell of a fresh cigarette smells like playing through Parasite Eve to me. Sure. Because, yeah. Uh, probably not great for my health, but he would sit there and smoke cigarettes while I was, you know, playing through the game with him. Uh huh. And so again, just this like hot Sacramento night while we're playing through these games. I mean, are both in like shorts and a tank top because it's like way too fucking hot in this place. Mm hmm. Um, but like, that's where the PlayStation is. That's where we want to play it. It's like sort of removed and, uh, you know, outside of our house. And so it's this place we get to go like escape to kind of. Sure. And again, like I, I, it's rare for me to find stuff that him and I can connect with. And so like, even as a kid, I was like, I gotta, I gotta take this opportunity. Like I gotta get up in there, mm -hmm. which is, you know, so, sort of a bummer in itself. But at the same time, like, I, I think it both informs it informed the relationship that I wanted to have with him. And then also the, it informs the relationship that I want to have with uh, my kids, right? Mm. Like how do I want to show up? Cause this was like deeply, deeply cool for me as a kid to be able to like sit down and play games with my, my kids. Sure. And like, that may not be exactly how it translates in, you know, the next gen, mm -hmm. right? Like they may not really give a shit about games, but like knowing the effect that showing an interest in something that I had an interest in, mm. like, it was wildly effective and we didn't really even have to be doing anything right like i didn't need him to talk i didn't need us to like hang out and like do something else it was just like we're both here doing this thing and that's like enough right yeah so yeah parasite eve man it's hard for me not to think about that experience whenever i'm playing through it uh-huh not to mention the game is just fucking buck wild. Say, have you played like, it since then yes i have uh-huh and like again i wasn't catching half the story stuff that was going on i don't think my dad did either like it's got a lot of talk about like mitochondria revolting against your own dna so like what? it's it uh, again ha having played it as an adult i'm like this story owns it is so ridiculous and well, weird your mitochondria does have its own dna it, it, yes it does that is addressed in the yeah. in the in, in the game it's come from your mom <laughs> so it's it's it, it it's good david the game is good okay um, cool but uh anyway yeah it's it's deeply meaningful to me because it's it's this sort of touch point where i could go and hang out with my dad for a while mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. speed devils was the other game but i didn't have as much speed to say devils. about speed devils huh? <laughs> that sounds that like a game. racing game sounds... yeah very much he was into that he was into road rash and doom like all of these just like prototypical fucking violent video games yeah Proto He's bros. Like, Hell yeah. Proto bro games. Proto bros.
What's your uh, what's your number three? Uh, it's Jack and Daxter. Oh yeah, the precursor legacy number one had to do it to them. Had to. The, I I had beaten games before this one, but always with the yeah. help of like somebody else or like a guide or something. Yeah. This first game I just beat all on my own. Yeah. You just did it. I just did it. I just went through and did it. Like it was not a particularly hard game, but I was still yeah. I was still relatively young when I played this mm-hmm. one because I played it pretty soon after it came out, which was like early two thousands. So I was more like eleven, twelve, maybe when I when I played through this one. I think that feels about right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it was just it 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 was the game that really made me start to feel like oh I'm I'm kind of grown up now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I can beat games all on all on my lonesome. I don't need anybody else. I can just go from point A to point B. I can I can ascertain what the game is telling me from you know the cutscenes, from the dialogue, yeah. from the environments, and just like figure it out on my own, which was great because for so long, so many games had just been so insurmountable. You know, <laughs> it's just like impossible, impossible. To beat. Yeah. Like fucking Jet Force Gemini, I love that game, but I could not. <laughs> so challenging, so hard, so hard. Every Mario yeah. game, so hard. Zelda, <laughs> you've seen me play a Zelda game. I so have, even, even as a grown <laughs> man, you've seen me play a Zelda game. I am bad at them. I, I am bad at Zelda games. Breath of the Wild was a breath of fresh air for me because I actually had like control of wow, the camera and I could yeah, I could yeah, jump yeah. and shit. But any of the other Zelda games, wow. I'm just bad at them. Uh yeah, sure. So <laughs> this game where it just gives you such good control of everything. Has an interesting world, interesting story, mm-hmm. good voice acting, especially for back then in comparison to everything else. Yeah, true. Just really, really was the culmination of just like everything I wanted from a game and everything I was able to like for me to give to a game, right? Yeah, it, sure. It, like it really met me where I was at that time and gave mm-hmm. me like a really high quality experience as well. So for that reason, Jack and Daxter is always going to be near and dear to my heart. Yeah think about that game quite often <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i i've talked about this game quite a bit on the podcast previously yeah, yeah, yeah. so i don't know what what more else i can say at this point beyond that mm-hmm. it really was just like my welcome to games kind of moment right yeah more so than any other game like i said because i beat it by myself and just that sense of accomplishments was so profound mm-hmm. of i didn't need a guide i didn't need my dad's help i didn't need any i didn't need chase's help to tell me where to go i just did it yeah. it was great it's really good one yeah. and especially because i did i played it a lot and then i stopped playing it for like a couple months because so i was like i don't know what to do and then i went back in i was like no i'm gonna figure this out and i did mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i got through it baby that's great yeah i love that one i i feel like the there was that again the crossing axis of yeah exactly game, games are getting a little bit more clear with what they want from you and also we our brains are getting more clear with being able to actually have a thought yeah ability <laughs> met challenge it was flow it was probably the yeah, first no, time exactly. I felt flow in a game honestly now that I now that you say that it's true yeah because I feel like games were much more frustrating to me as a kid and I think that is both a a consequence of them being harder but then also just like I can't grasp what I need to do in this fucking thing yeah <laughs> like, the challenge was too high. The challenge was too high. The like physical challenge of the game was too high. Mm-hmm. Like my brain wasn't able to actually like catch like the patterns enough to understand what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that great 
sort of like, you know, sort of, I guess, towards the late, late nineties, early two thousands where my brain was like, I got it. I think I know how to do this. Yeah. Just like, well, we've been building some neurons over here, buddy. Don't you, don't you <laughs> yeah. worry no more. We got you. And it was a very helpful uh, uh, time to be able to distinguish between this game is too hard for me, or this game is perhaps unfair in a way that I don't like versus I can do this. I just need to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> This is a fun uh, comparison to our talk about Smash Bros and how we would just get stoned <laughs> out I of know, our yeah. minds, <laughs> killing some brain cells to make the game more interesting. <laughs> more fun, yeah. <laughs> we can't have it all, you know? No. Yeah. But yeah, there is definitely, it's just that, it was just that time period, you know? I think a lot of people experience that. It's like late preteens, early teens, that you just start to kind of figure things out that have been eluding you for a while and you just start to feel that kind of I'm growing up sort of emotion. Yeah. And this was definitely that game for me. Not to mention it was nice. just gorgeous and a great game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very fun game. Yeah. I've got a, sim- a similar idea in the next one. A little bit of a different time frame, but similar, similar idea. Okay. Same um, same vibe, different ocean sort of deal. Yeah. Same city, different ocean. Same yeah. city, different ocean. There you go. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, can I read you some of our, uh, our other uh, listeners? Responses? Yeah, let's hear it. So I got this one from Rob K who said, uh, God, this is a tough question, which I agree with. It's it's challenging to come it's up hard, with this. Right? He said some top highlights. My family was always expected to bring our Super Nintendo with us to grandma and grandpa's house for holidays so that all of us cousins could play the original Mario Kart. My Hell dad yeah. played Frogger and Space Invaders and stuff like that in bars once they started having them. And so he loved games and always wanted to play Super Mario World and the Super Nintendo. But he was so bad at it. Mm. So he figured out that he could get my younger brother and sister to play it for him mm-hmm. for a while to build up a bunch of lives. Then they would hand off the controller to dad so that he could play without worrying about running out of lives. Huh? The first big game that I ever beat was Secret of Mana on the uh, Super Nintendo at my other grandma's house on their ancient TV. Mm. A lot of video game dads in this. In... Dads really come up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Dad is rearing his head. It's true. Maybe let me let me jump ahead a little bit. Um, thank you for that response, uh, Rob. Mm-hmm. Let me jump ahead to some other dad content because we do have some more uh, responses that are dad dad adjacent. Video game dadtimism. <laughs> Good Lord. Garen, listener Garen, friend of the show, mm-hmm. the original friend of the show. The original, the OG, the original Garen. <laughs> uh, Garen said, my first one is Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. It was my first real intro to, to what a game is. Running and jumping on dudes, collecting things, limited lives. Uh, it would pepper little secrets like pipes you can go down or hidden blocks. It got progressively harder until you could finally hit the boss and got rocked back because that wasn't part of the game before. Then you had to start over, uh, put it down, or, or sorry, he said... Then you start over or put it down until I got a little bit older. Older and better and finally beat it and whoa, brand new world. Totally different levels and enemies. Feels like the games grew up with me and I got to a point where I knew every little secret and they had like 20 lives by the end of the first world and realized this was my shit. I'm a core gamer. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, wear that on your sleeve, Garen. (laughs) 
Um, he said, second is Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Um, super mm. cool game that I played with Drew all the fucking time. God. The game was hard, like punishingly so, and I just wanted to keep progressing and fight new bosses and be the best dude. So somebody told me if you name your character Invuln, uh, you will have unlimited invulnerability and you're a shiny metal dude who clanks with every step. I had so much more fun actually playing and winning and getting to see uh, and experience all of the content. And you realize I don't need to always go and do the hardest way or get the best thing and that there's always something else or get the best thing when there's something else that's a goal in the game. Mm -hmm. Whether it's completion or being able to finally have fun with my friends and not be frustrated from losing, I could put my ego away and just fucking cheese it, which I agree. Yeah. Turn the difficulty down, dude. That's great. Just enjoy the game. Enjoy exploring. Have yeah. fun. Why not? Have fun. Yeah. Thanks, Garen. Ga but can I just say Gauntlet Dark Legacy? A very good video game. I played that so much with my cousins. Oh my yeah, God, sure. dude, that was so good. I was the barbarian. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I liked Gauntlet. The, the Specifically the Dark Legacy. I had kind of a challenging time going back to the other games, um, but like that one I thought was pretty pretty good. Yeah, I want re-release Gauntlet Dark Legacy. I want to play that one again because there's a new one that's like yeah. on PlayStation, I think, that's mm -hmm. a free-to-play game, but it's just... It's a free-to-play game, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Give me the give me the OG. <laughs> uh, speaking of Drew, Drew said, uh, "Listen to Drew, friend of Drew, the show." Drew said, "Drew said on the real, I don't think any video game is impactful to me as Pokemon Blue." Mm. I agree. Uh, like I've never had a game that I th so thoroughly wanted to explore every inch of the world. Uh, and as a kid, I just remember being completely in it and getting so attached to these little fellas. And like every part of that game is such a new thing. Like the first time. You play, you're like, what? Get crushed by a rock snake? Gotta get good. Wander into a cave where you can't see? Hope you picked up that HM. Dick butt has a war turtle waiting for you in Cerulean. Oh, and all your normal attacks don't work on ghosts. Haha. <laughs> As a kid uh, and pre-internet, it was just like such such an actual adventure, which I think is a good good sort That's of real. Like summation of that yeah. game. He said, probably the most meaningful game I ever played. Uh, though I will say, a lot of my personality has been shaped by watching my dad shit talk people in Duke Nukem Online and then uh, like howling laughing by shrinking them down and stomping at them. <laughs> ah, that was not surprising at all to me when he said that bit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. sounds about right. Sounds, yeah, about, sounds right. about right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree that like those the the original Pokemon game definitely were. I, I think as a consequence of the uh, the like tech barrier did feel like an adventure because they gave you very little. Yeah, they really did. And like it's it's been interesting playing Elden Ring to have a game deliver on that promise of giving you an adventure mm -hmm. while actually sort of backing up like you can do this. We'll 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 support you. Yeah. Whereas like sometimes in Pokemon it's like I just, they want me to do something. I just don't know what that something is. Yeah. They they are still Where, working out the the kinks. Whereas Elden Ring's like you can just go do it, dude. There's there's a big old boss in the big tree if you want to go there. Mm. You can see it all the time. You know it's there. Mm. But uh, yeah, good good video game. Thanks, thanks, Drew, Garen, and Rob. I don't know if we had thanked uh, the last group of people, but thank you, TK and Andrew. Yeah, thank you, TK, Andrew. Was that two or three? And Rufus. And Rufus. And thank Rufus. you, thank Drew, you Garen, and Rob. Yes, thank you all thanks, for thanks your everybody. for your for your great moments. Um, can I tell you about my number four, David? Please. My fourth most meaningful game is Mass Effect Two. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh. That's a good one. So this one is, is sort of a bizarre case because I feel like with the rest of them, the actual game being good was a, an important part to actually getting me there. Mm -hmm. But I think this one definitely relies on how good the game is for it to be meaningful for me. Sure. So like you were saying, this is a time and place game for me mm -hmm. and like a sort of growing up time for me. Mass Effect 2 came out January of 2010. You and I graduated high school in the summer of 2009, right? Mm -hmm. So 
This was months after we had graduated. Yeah. I had not gotten into colleges that I had wanted to, uh-huh. which uh, as a 31 year old guy seems okay. Uh-huh. F- fine. Um, but as a, uh, where, how old was I? 18? Um, 19, 18, 19 18. at the time that this game came out, uh-huh. it was devastating. Like I was like just so fucked up and so like frustrated that like life had not dealt or been, I had not been given the hand that I'd wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Like everybody who I was friends with is like, I'd say like mostly academically motivated. And so like college was a big deal at the time. Sure. And so like, I, I think just as a lack of prep, I hadn't really like applied to a bunch of places just presuming like, oh, I'll get into the ones I want. Again, graduating in 2009, a historic recession had just happened. So like college admissions were going down a little bit. Yeah. And just like, you know, maybe I just got fucking denied. Who knows? But like point being, I was at home still when this game came out. Mm-hmm. This was probably just about the second semester of a uh, community college for me, um, which is not something that I had really anticipated going to. I was living with my mom. I was working part time at a pizza place. I was also living with Jazz. Uh, my cousin Mm -hmm. and uh was just like for a lack of a better term kind of fucking lost like didn't really know what i wanted to do like a major wasn't a thing i could really attach to in any major way uh pun intended (laughs) and like yeah it just it just sort of felt like this like listless time where i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like the plan that i had has I've gone past where that had prepared me for. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I, I I have like not a lot of things to go on right now. You know, I, I didn't expect to be living with my mom right now. I didn't expect to be living with another family member. Mm-hmm. My uh, uh, grandparents in the last like two years before that had both like passed away uh, who were living with us at the time. And so like the house just felt fucking weird, right? Yeah. And so point being like there, I, 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 as I regularly did throughout my life, I turned to like video games and stuff as sort of like, let me just get some kind of escapism and let me feel, you know, like I've got something on track. Sure. Yeah. I was also very poor at the time. Like spoiler alert, minimum wage, part-time pizza delivery is not a very lucrative job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like what I had turned to was like, oh, fuck, like this new Mass Effect is coming out, the last of which had come out in 2007, which was at the time felt like a very different world. Like, sure, 2007, still in high school, still had kind of this plan to go to, to college, you know, kind of had an idea of what I thought my future was going to look like. And, you know, three kind of short years later, it was very different. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I want to go back to this place and sort of like feel this sense of normalcy or, or norm- normality. And like, I, I didn't really have the means to do it yeah. because like the recession parents don't have a ton of dough jazz is working at a a part-time job as well so like Mm -hmm. none of us had a ton of dough and so what i ended up doing was hacking my xbox 360 and torrenting mass effect 2 so i could play this video game had to get up in there and solder my xbox to like actually get this thing oh my gosh a lot of free time i've never soldered anything (laughs) that was the only thing i'd ever soldered man damn i had to play mass effect 2 i had to get back to my one true love (laughs) ashley oh Listen, no, we, dude. We've we've gone over my I poor choices know. and romance. I know. <laughs> That uh, that talking about the decision on the podcast has has gotten me labeled as a space racist in the into the Aether Discord. <laughs> I mean, are they wrong? I, I, certainly not the seventeen year old me. I was willing to look right past all that shit with Ashley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I finally was able to get at this game 
And like it is such a good game. Sure is. And I, I think like was able to provide something that was really, really valuable to me at the time. A, I was able to reintegrate into this like world that I loved, right? Like the Mass Effect world is so rich and so good and and has these characters. Some of them are familiar and some of them are not, right? Like there's a lot of new characters in Mass Effect 2, but in a way that I was just like smitten by, right? Like it provided me this like total sense of relief of like the world is a lot of things that I don't understand right now and I don't know what I'm going to do mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. I hadn't really formulated like I'm going to transfer to a UC or whatever and I'm going to go to community college for a couple of years. I, I didn't know like what my major was going to be. I had nothing, right? Like there was there was no idea about what I was supposed to be doing. But, you know, I know I do want to do more than Solus's uh, uh, mission to Joey. get closer oh, yeah, to him do. of course He's right like gotta go do that he's the homie and so like it, it just provided this incredibly nice salve to my kind of like lost wistful soul mm-hmm. and uh, you know i'm i of course in hindsight like i'm very glad that i had this time if i had gone straight to you know a four-year i don't think i really would have known what i wanted to do like yeah my my first year of community college i was a music major which is i don't think i could have done that <laughs> long term you know yeah. like i was playing in bands i liked playing music but like i don't know that i necessarily wanted to like do music as my major and so giving it the like the space and the breathing room to kind of sit back and be like oh i think like games is a good avenue into something that i want to do which was ended up being true right like i didn't i didn't end up going into games but i think the sort of like splinter path over into computer science was like really helpful for me and like allowed me to discover a lot of stuff that i do like doing Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it was because of these games that i was playing around this era like the 2010 2011 2012 this and like the original dark souls and like deus ex and shit like that was all stuff that i was playing at the time that I was like, I love games. Like, why am I not doing something in games? Yeah. And then sort of push me in that direction. I think Mass Effect was like a big part of that. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking good game, dude. Like, what, what what else do you want, man? Not much, honestly. Not much. It's so good. You can good. kiss a lot of the aliens in this one. <laughs> How many aliens can you kiss, Chase? I think you can romance Garrus in this one and Tali. Mm-hmm. Liara is like kind of missing, so like not her exactly. Mm-hmm. Real cool. Real cool. Just going off and oh. doing bad girl shit. Yeah. Real hot girl shit. <laughs> eh. Um, <laughs> was that your best doja cat that was my best uh megan the stallion megan the stallion oh god <laughs> sorry sorry everybody sorry gen z got that one That's fucked fine. up don't forgive us tell me about your fourth game david i do actually yes what is it it is divinity original sin 2 good inclusion hell yeah it's a recent one but i think it is yeah. it is quite meaningful to me yeah a it's a damn good game it is yeah anybody who likes D, anybody who likes isometric turn-based action R- not action rpgs but rpgs mm-hmm. this is this is a great great game yeah what is really meaningful to me about it is that it was probably the first game that like Mallory and I were both equals in and both enjoyed playing equally right this had been a long time of me trying to find like the right type of game that we could enjoy together because she was always Mm -hmm. willing but for various reasons other games she didn't enjoy playing together 
right? Whether it yeah. was just like, you know, having to press buttons too quickly, having to rotate the camera too much, anything like that. A lot of those like stereotypical couch co-op games aren't great for someone who doesn't, you know, necessarily play a lot of games, right? Yeah, sure. Um, whereas this one was very slow paced, very much like thinking strategy mm-hmm. and like character building and world exploration, which was just, yeah, it was just like the perfect combination of uh, game elements to enjoy with her so yeah that was really special yep. and then add in the fact that we played this during probably the height of the pandemic oh, yeah shit true it was such a nice way to escape from the reality of things yeah for sure a fantasy world where you were like this very powerful powerful person mm-hmm. to take away from just the the crushing the crushing world around you <laughs> <laughs> yeah for was sure really uh, a special moment i felt like our it felt like our world together safe from other outside scary things. Yeah, you know? for sure. It, we, we had control, we had power, uh, which we did not have at that time in the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was really great. It was a really special time to just play that play through that with her yeah Um, and then also i got to have sex with a skeleton which was great yeah that's really nice i'm really happy for you so and she was she was pro she was like yeah yeah get them bones baby bone them bones (laughs) she's very she's very sex positive it was awesome yeah sure (laughs) i think this is uh i think i had a similar relationship with this in animal crossing with yeah. Him and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing of like the world is fucked. Like how about this like safe, nice little space that we can go hang out in? Yeah, this was very much the height of video games are good for you now. Yes. Yeah, true. We were doing the, the podcast at that point. We we were deep in it. We were deep in yeah. it. I played that's <laughs> a Divinity was a long, beefy game. I was yeah, playing true. that one for quite some time. So yeah, it was it was just it was just special. It was very special. And I think I will always remember that game with a little bit of bittersweetness. Mm-hmm. Sweet of then like I was able to play this with my with my significant other in a very nice way that we both enjoyed mm-hmm. and then bitter in that, you know, it's COVID. So I was going to remind yeah. me a little bit of COVID and just like the shit surrounding that. Pretty bitter. Yeah. Pretty bitter. Pretty bitter and pretty sweet. A little bit of both. Yeah, for sure. It's like a yeah. it's like an 80% cacao chocolate. Enjoyable, but damn. Enjoyable, but like <laughs> mm, that aftertaste is going to need <laughs> yeah. some milk to wash that down. Could do with a little less bitter. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more sugar, but this is not a deal breaker. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I was also trying to rack my brain about like what, what video games Em and I have played together and like i think it's animal crossing was like the big one mm-hmm. overcooked is another one yeah honestly <laughs> overcooked wa- god dude I, we didn't talk about this on the pod but you it me did. mallory and emily alice um played overcooked <laughs> while you were here and i had i had to quit <laughs> like i couldn't i couldn't i the heat was too much in the kitchen is that when she gave you back her ring or was that during mario party i think that was during mario party mm-hmm. yeah she, like, it would make the the heat the kit chase <laughs> couldn't stand the heat so he got out of the kitchen okay, i got out of the he kitchen, out of yeah, the it was kitchen. A three, i could not handle it it was too much to be fair it was it was a little intense i was crumbling in a video game that i typically don't (laughs) like usually i can handle the pressure and that one i could not i was surprised i was surprised a little bit i was like oh damn it was too much it was just it was just too too much much. it was too many too many important people in the room all of them getting heated and i was like i I can't do this to myself i can't handle this we all love each other david i'm a libra okay oh I, i i just need harmony all of my relationships oh i'm a leo so what does that mean i don't know i only know the one thing about the libra i think it means that and it means i need attention which mm. isn't far off from reality <laughs> <laughs> looking back at it sure yeah but anyways yeah anyways yeah nice love that mm-hmm.
Let me read a few more of our uh, listener submissions. Let's hear it. Jill, um, they had said Pokemon Crystal was the first game I remember loving uh, that I com- owned completely for myself. All my other video games were shared with my brother, but I bought a used Game Boy Color at a garage sale and a copy of Crystal at GameStop, and it was capital all mine. Mm, Very nice. good. I, I agree. Like whenever you can sort of like break the, the transition of having to share something, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is my video game. Yeah, that is I, very meaningful. I not familiar with it as an only child, but uh, from the, the people that I know who have siblings, mm-hmm. they're like, damn, if I could just have my fucking one day with my PlayStation 2 all to myself. Yeah, that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Now, my sister didn't game, so I was lucky there. Yeah, sure enough. Sure enough. Chet. Ooh, not the rat. Oh man, uh, the the man uh, said the man. in all said in all caps. I have played over two thousand hours of Team Fortress Two. Damn. Period. That's it. That's the end of that one. That speaks for itself. It does. It sure does. Truly. <laughs> Good game though. Good game though. Orange box, I, baby. I really miss the boat with with Team Fortress Two. I feel like I never really crossed the threshold of being so into it that I like really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a pre a precursor to a lot of games that I really like. So like. Like all of the games nowadays that are like hero based games. Yeah. It yeah. is definitely a precursor too. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's surprising that I never clicked with it. But yeah. Overwatch, Valorant. I know a lot of people who have had that experience of like, I just, I cannot put Team Fortress 2 down. Mm-hmm. Jazz, my cousin, our friend, mm-hmm. said number one, Load Runner, because it was fun and it was the only game my dad would ever play with me. Mm. Similar vibe. Dads. Goldeneye. Because it was mm. my first game that my non-gaming friends would play with me. Mm-hmm. Sort of the Smash Bros. model for sure, us here. Sure, 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 yeah. Also, Zack McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders, because it was the first game I ever played that felt like it was made specifically for me. I have never heard of that game. I believe it's a point and click. It sounds like it. It sounds like a, yeah. like a Tim Schafer game. Yeah, it probably is. So yeah, thanks, uh, thanks Jazz. Thanks, uh, Jill. And thanks, Chet. Yeah, appreciate it. Jazz, Jill, Chet. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you all. Okay. Do you want me to read the rest of them and then we do our last one? Yeah, let's do them all. Okay, okay. In that case, let me tell you uh, what Scout had to say. Scout Wilkinson, of course, the person who did our uh, our podcast art. Go commission her. Yeah, Scout out. Code, code, a Scout out. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa, how are you just going to drop that in the middle of a sentence like that? It just came, scout to, me. Out. came to me. Wow. Yeah, scout out. Holy shit. Okay, Jesus. Needed a second to recover after that one. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciated it. Co-phi, K-O-phi slash humble goat. Uh, go get some of her stuff. Um, Scout said, I think mine has to be Twilight Princess. Uh, it's not mm. the earliest game to mean a lot to me, but it did have a profound effect on my taste and my interest in games. Mm. Uh, it was the first game I ever played and completed on my own, sort of a trend here, uh, and my mm. first exposure to the contemporary state of games. Uh, as previously, all I'd owned was a hand-me-down N64 and a Game Boy from my brother's, and a Game Boy Color I claimed from my community theater, Lost and Found. Nicely done. Solid. Solid, Solid. find. Uh, so when I saw uh, gameplay trailers for Twilight Princess, I was like, games can look like this? Uh, I hadn't expected <laughs> to be able to get a Wii, so I spent hours online in 2006 watching 240p gameplay videos and uh, learning what, quote, cutscene meant. Mm. <laughs> um, then I was surprised with a Wii for Christmas. First time I finished uh, Twilight Princess, I bawled about the ending in my room with the lights off. Mm. Then over the years, I played the fuck out of that game to the point where I can recite a concerning number of heart piece locations from memory Whoa. to this day. My love of Twilight Princess shaped a lot of my taste in media, tropes, magic, design, etc., and has a sizable place on the pie chart of my personality. Mm. I, I love oh, yeah. this one because like I 
I, I love hearing about people got into games Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's hard for me to step out of my experience of just like always having games and like Street Fighter 2 was the first game I saw or whatever, you know, like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to put myself in someone else's experience. And so it's really cool to hear about uh, Scout's experience with Twilight Princess, because like to me, it's like that was a game that I had already sort of like knew what Zelda was, have played other Zelda since then. And like when I think about Twilight Princess, I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good Zelda game. Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, it's it's so cool to hear somebody has like such a drastically different relationship with that game than I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just when you when it hits you when it hits you it hits when you. it hits you. Yeah, yeah. It's like when yeah. you become a, when you when you when a game stops being like a fun thing you do and when it becomes like a thing you do. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like when you become a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pitch that one down for all the true fans. <laughs> Um, that was jack and daxter for me kim of uh async and frog of the week asynchronous go listen to it mm-hmm. uh she said i mean mass effect trilogy obviously has my heart i don't know why but i just really connected with it uh honorable mentions include skyrim and celeste both of which were mm. instrumental in me making making me a late in life gamer again celeste similar so sort of celeste is so fucking good God. that game is just an absolute triumph of video game oh, it really is sorry continue yeah that was it i i i was just saying that similar sort of arc of like finding games not immediately and then mm-hmm. coming to them a little bit uh as as kim would say latent life gamer which i i i don't know how old kim is but i don't think she's like 60 so i don't know if late in life is <laughs> i mean maybe in comparison but you know games will games will always open their arms to you it's true they're always here They're the always community here for you will not the community sometimes a real bag of dicks but like <laughs> celeste is fucking good and it's always gonna be good i need to play that one again that's so good I know, yeah I, I also would like to play celeste i need to again. beat i need to 100 percent it and they like get the, all the, the the true ending and beat all the really fucked up levels those b-sides are, are pretty wild oh god they really are let's see and finally the last one aj sent to us also of asynchronous and mm-hmm. and frog of the week and many other podcasts aj's a good producer aj said Okay, I am ready to answer. Um, uh, they, they took quite a while to, uh, or not quite a while, it was like a couple hours of speculation. So mm-hmm. AJ said, I grew up a Sega Genesis kid and will always have a soft spot for the Sonic games. Sonic Pinball is underrated. And that whole library of weird ass games. But the one game that sticks out in my mind as the game is Paper Mario for the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, some personal background. I was the youngest sibling in my family, 8, 10, and 12 years old. Uh, so I didn't get a whole lot of chances to bond with my older siblings over similar interests in my early life. Mm. Uh, the one that we did have in common for at least a little while, though, was the Sega. Eventually, my oldest sister went off to college and my other sister went uh, was out of the house all the time doing high school senior things. This mm. left me, seven, and my brother, 15, home together a lot. And believe it or not, he did not want to hang out with me until we got Paper Mario. Not only was it the very first RPG I played, it was the first time in years that my brother and I were able to sit down with each other for an extended period of time without him getting sick of me or throwing some sort of uh, won't share the controller tantrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would sit for hours, usually me with the strategy guide in my lap, coaching him through dungeons and bosses, and just hang out. That time means a lot to me and still does. We have a better relationship now, as most of his interests slowly became my interests and vice versa. The only thing that really keeps Paper Mario stuck in my head is a bet that we made uh, with each other. The first to finish the game 50 times wins. I'm currently at five. I think he's at three. The number doesn't really matter, though. Mm, hell Beautiful. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, very, very cool. Awesome. I, I think a lot of the through lines 
through a lot of these is the connection with other people mm-hmm. and like how much that can mean to people. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I spoke to this about my dad and stuff like that. And I think to a smaller extent, but still similar uh, with jazz, just cause like him and I would play games as a way to connect with one another. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely can feel the, the, the empathy, empathy here of like, I don't have a lot in common with this person, but we do both like video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, AJ. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, Scout, and uh, everybody who we've read. It's super cool to be able to kind of hear people's relationships with these video games. Yeah, this and, is awesome. And, what a great yeah. what a great uh, amount of responses, too. I know. That yeah. was really cool. I know. I, I, I Outside of like doing the bit for the show, I was also just like, I'm curious. I want to know like what what people think about this yeah and we got like a lot of thoughtful responses which was i know awesome. yeah not just like you know fucking cod owns dude like <laughs> cod like owns response. mlg come at me drink balls energy drink <laughs> drink balls energy drink do we want to talk about our final one david do you think it's shared i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's talk about it my final one david uh-huh. is the video game for playstation 2 named stuntman stunt man <laughs> oh my god Hell hit yeah. the barrels you asshole yes let me tell you about <laughs> stuntman and why i love this game so stuntman the video game just on its surface is a game where you're going through these levels and you are playing as a stuntman driving a car the purpose of the game is to sort of like do certain tricks throughout the level Uh uh-huh and uh, yeah you go through like different movie settings and shit like that yeah you and i played this video game david we sure did a pretty fair amount so you and i played this game so it came out uh, uh june 22nd of 2002 oh Wow, that hit me in the gut. Which that's twenty uh, years old. Jesus, it's twenty years old. Yeah, Ooh. I I looked it up because I couldn't quite remember the time frame. This came out our fifth grade summer, like between fifth mm-hmm. and sixth grade. Sounds right. I remember sp- specifically playing with you in after we graduated sixth grade. Yeah, I think we had dabbled, and then we're just like, let's let's get into stuntman. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> beat this fucking game. Yeah, we had played it together and then uh, picked it back up. I think after we had graduated sixth grade and like the game was fine. I'd say this is probably the worst video game on my list. <laughs> like of the video games, this one is not particularly great, but mm-hmm. deeply, deeply meaningful. You and I had just like, for lack of a better word, graduated from sixth grade. Yeah. Like we, we had walked back to your house after we were done with uh mission avenue or oh man school. that is putting me in a, in a mind in a headspace right now that is very strange it's very I, it's very that. vivid yeah yeah and so like what uh just to like put you in my own headspace like i said a little socially challenged and like didn't really know how to talk to other people but my my friend david and i had been friends for like seven years by this point mm-hmm. and for reference i was 12 11 that's the majority of my life at that point. Yeah, baby. And the since thing preschool. Is, since preschool, a minute. So like we we had been around each other for quite some time, and like I I personally was frightened because uh, going into middle school, you and I were going to different middle schools. Yeah. Um, and I was going to different yeah. middle school for most of the people that I knew. I didn't really know anybody who was going to the middle school I was going mm-hmm. to. And as a result, it was like this kind of frightening period of time for me where like I wasn't, I, I was on very unsure footing um, because, you know, when we had started at this elementary school, we were six, right? Like not old at all. And like, of course, 12 year old boy is still quite young. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, it felt like, holy shit, my whole world is about to change. And I don't really know what's going to happen here. Cut forward to us walking back to your house, which was fairly 
fairly close to our like elementary school. I'm pretty sure we were going to have a sleepover because like Sounds last right. day of school, baby. It's the first day, day of summer. School. Let's go. Let's order some pizza and play some video Let's games. Let's go. <laughs> and we ended up playing Stuntman for quite a while. And mm-hmm. it is the first time that I pretty vividly remember us like thinking about a video game and talking about a video game. We were we were trying to <laughs> game this game, like figure it out. And just like the meta discussion about like, what the fuck is this? Why is this video game the way that it is? <laughs> and like, had it almost already become a meme between us like we had been joking about stuntman for quite a while Mm -hmm. and like i think up until that point you and i were playing games as a way to sort of just like beat the video game right like yeah the the point of us playing it together is like aid almost mutual aid to beat the video game sure that is the point yeah yeah whereas it felt like when we when we revisited this it was like no this is a thing that we do rather than like this is the 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 video game is the point. It's like you and I were going to go hang out. This video game happened to be the thing that connected us, right? Mm-hmm. And so like it was this very bizarre sort of moment where like I was both frightened and also like sort of reassured that like this this was a thing that we could return to and still feel good about that. Sure. Even yeah. if like our lives were about to divert, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is silly. I remember you at the time saying that middle school is really intimidating and Mm. You were like, it feels like our parents have been trying to teach us how to swim all throughout elementary school and middle school is them throwing us in the deep end and telling us I to said swim. that? You did. I was <laughs> cognizant enough to say that? <laughs> What it the may, shit? It, it's totally possible that's something you heard, but that is what you told me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so like, I'm sure at the time that was like earnest, right? Like, I don't think you were being facetious or anything. No, I think yeah. it was kind of frightening, right? Like, it it's, was. It's this, yeah. It's like, we have, we have six different teachers. We have periods yeah. we have to get to. We got lockers. It was, it's all different. It's all very different. And like, you know, cut to us, what, six months later, I'm calling you on the phone every day to just like chat after we go to school and shit like that chat about school chat about games it's great it was pretty much it was pretty much this podcast when we were when we were young this is my point david um (laughs) yeah this is what i've been building to (laughs) is that um this has happened over and over and over again like you and i have not spent a ton of our time since elementary school being in the same spot right like middle school we kind of went to different high schools in high school we were we were at the same spot but like you went to four-year college when i was still in community college and Mm -hmm. then there was like sort of a transition couple of months and then i went to four-year college and then you were in sac and then i kind of like came back a little bit and then you know you were out and like moving so it's like it's not always this thing where we're in the same place Mm-hmm. However, video games, David, they keep us together, baby. They keep us together. It's and the like, glue. It's the glue. And like you and I have like a fair amount in common. So like, I don't think like, you know, if all video games vanished tomorrow, this would suddenly become a fruitless relationship. <laughs> but like the it chase is the, well is when run dry. No <laughs> games sucks. left. This guy sucks. This Nobody told man. <laughs> The point being that it is it is a thing that has constantly reminded me why we are friends and why we are close to each other. Mm. Stuntman, for uh, a lack of a better phrase, is like the the form of video games in like the Greek sense. Like it is not the video (laughs) game anymore. Stuntman is the thing that I think about. It's like the perfect form. I see that. I see that, yeah. And in another way, Stuntman is the video game podtimism of our middle school experience. Oh, absolutely. It is the thing that we relied on to stay close to one another. Yeah, it was, yeah, because that game beat our ass, dude. It was it hard. Sure did. It was hard. I think we spent like multiple sleepovers trying to beat this game. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of time because we did not sleep on those sleepovers. No, yeah, very, very late nights. 
Yeah. Um, staying up yeah. until quite late, eating popcorn, watching midnight TV, being like, yeah. Who's the, who thought of this? They were probably high. No. <laughs> it was just some yeah. some person in art the school who wanted to TV make something. With the products yeah. and shit. That was so weird. Yeah. So yeah, it's Stuntman for me. That's one of my most meaningful games. That is Damn, dude, that yeah. made that made me emotional hearing you say yeah. all that stuff because it's also yes. true. It resonates yeah. with me. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, all that as well from me to you, Chase Alby. Yeah. Now tell me about Dragon Ball Z Budokai. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it when they do the Kamehameha wave. When I go Super Saiyan, when I go so Super sick. Saiyan, it feels good in my body. <laughs> No, my 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 most meaningful game is Rock Band. Oh, this was a, a a painful omission on my part. Yeah, painful. I totally get why this is number one. This is number one for me for for many reasons. Yeah. A, I was a big band nerd in high school. Yeah. So this was a great way to get all of my band friends to play a game with me. Yeah. Especially the ones who wouldn't normally play games. Because so it's like, <laughs> okay, here you play the. You play the bass, you play the drums, you play the guitar, you mm -hmm. sing. You don't even have to like do it well. You just like mash the pitch and that's it. Like, don't worry. And there's so many songs. There's so many good, just like different genres on there. There's always something that you can find that people want to play. Yeah. It's the right amount of challenge. Everybody can choose their own different difficulty level. So it's not like you all have to play at the same level. It's just everyone is challenging themselves and then playing together. And just like the, 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 the multitude of people who would play this game with me you know i i remember vividly of course all the times i played it with my band friends like my other group of friends who were outside of band who also were musical my family at christmas when i first got it we played this game for maybe like 10 hours <laughs> straight with my cousins which was yeah. also a very key memory of my life sure and i just feel like this game kind of connects like so many yeah. different spheres of sure people does, that yeah. i love and care for and then yeah. i have different memories of each and every one of those folks playing this game with me and it like yeah. also was special in that it was like it was my game i was the one who had <laughs> rock band and mm -hmm. like provided the instruments and had all those fucking plastic instruments that just took up so much space in my parents house and thank god that they loved me because they were all over the place and they were so <laughs> yeah. loud so, so loud brutal. especially the when, drum specifically <laughs> Especially when Jahan would come over and try to play Panic Attack by uh, Dream Theater. And he would just be mindlessly pounding the drums just so hard, playing them like yeah. real drums because he actually does play he's a real drums. Yeah, he's, he's playing it like it probably should <laughs> be playing. playing yeah. it like it is. And we were able to like make a double bass for him too by cooking two bass pedals <laughs> up into the, the drum controller. Yeah, we did it with like a uh, like an aux chord splitter, right? Like <laughs> We plugged two yeah. of them in. We plugged two of them in with the aux splitter Jesus, and gave dude. them like the symbol attachments too. <laughs> oh my God, that was beautiful. And like, he killed it. He did great. Yeah, he did, did quite good. It yeah. was awesome. But yeah, this game is just, 
it, it is like the quintessential game in in yeah. my mind f- for me right because like you and i would play it like it, it definitely like there's the there's there's the, the beating heart of of guitar hero in there mm-hmm. too which is like something you and i played together very much so and like had a yeah. friendly competition with and yeah. then rock band just took it to the next level with like okay now you can have four people playing at the same time yeah and you can play all these different songs and they had all this dlc you could get just like continuously giving you new stuff to engage with yeah it was just it was just a very special friendly game that everyone just liked to play and one of the things that i that always reminds me of this moment in time is that whenever i go home in my room my childhood room there is a framed hand-drawn picture oh yeah by lorraine Mm -hmm. yep of us all playing rock band together on the couch (laughs) yeah it says a night at david's (laughs) yes dude (laughs) and it's just all of the homies playing rock band together and it's probably one of my favorite things that's in my room maybe it's the favorite thing i have in my room because i just (laughs) see it and i'm like that was a time that was a point in time that i will always remember that i always will cherish so much because all i remember doing there is just like being so free you know having fun with friends having the pizza bagels on the back counter of my parents game room in the back there and just having a good time with my friends it is just like the quintessential good time game with pretty much anybody that you can think of for me yeah so that's why i think rock band is my number one most meaningful game to me totally it's 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 true it's such a it's it's a good ass video game. I feel like there was an era of of like games and going to parties whenever I would like hang out with people where like if there was just like a rock band guitar or like a drum set, I'd be like, yo, could we like maybe turn that on? Exactly, and like right? Bust out a few sets. Mm-hmm. And there was a period of time where everybody was always like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I loved the uh, almost bragging rights that it brought to be able to play anything on Expert. That was always such a satisfying Especially drums. Like, because if yes, you play drums, on drums were, yeah. on Expert, you're pretty much just playing drums. You're just playing the point. drums. <laughs> you're just yeah. playing a, a, a practice pad. You're playing, a, a, what is that? A quad, the quad yeah. drums. You know, that's true. It's true. Like it's, it's, it it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, you're right. Like it it was an incredible way to like connect with people and like have fun. There's the, uh, uh, quasi embarrassing karaoke aspect of like, are we about to hear you sing right mm-hmm. now? Are you going to bust this one out? But nobody cares because everyone else is just like, they're, yeah, they're doing their own shit. Like whenever I was playing any other instrument, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do my own. Like I, I can barely hear anybody else. <laughs> exactly you're just playing on the big old crtv <laughs> yeah no lag dude no problem no lag no problem there you go there was one time I, i'm i'm sure it was at your house uh, in fact i'm positive about it because of the characters present but i think i think i was singing mr brightside or something like that mm-hmm. a total bop and was kind of like belting a little bit like i was pushing a little bit to like really get it all out there <laughs> and after after we were done, um, Lisa Benavides, your mom, comes into the room and says, uh, Chase, that sounded really good. And I was like, thank you, Lisa. I was yeah. like, I was really trying just now, to be honest. <laughs> She's always there for a good uh, good uh, compliment if you've done a good yeah. job. No, it felt great because like, I, it's kind of hard to say to your friend, like, damn, that's a nice singing voice. That sounded mm-hmm. really good to me. Yeah. Like it's just a, it's a sort of a bizarre compliment to give out of context. Sure. And like, there's still a little bit of competitiveness, at least there was for me in like high school of like, I want to be pretty good at this game. Yeah. And so like, it's sort of a bizarre compliment to give to somebody who like crushed it, but like, mm, felt good coming from like just a neutral observer yeah. outside of the room. Yeah. Lisa said it. We were all thinking it though. 
<laughs> you know, that's what that means. That's what that yeah, means. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now it was an incredible experience. Yeah. I, I both remember a many, many a night at your house playing rock band and also remember a night at David's house. Definitely remember that one pretty it's vividly. A, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Um, My parents yeah, love it like, too. They're like, this is the fucking greatest thing ever. <laughs> Because they remember I mean, it's, those it's, nights probably as vividly as we do. That's probably true. They were, yeah, they were full blown adults, so they were yeah. like, "Man, this is this is a lot." And they're just like, "This is great because they're not out doing drugs, getting high, driving cars. They're just in the room eating snacks, playing playing a silly game." Yeah. It's true. They were I'm like, stoked. That's, that's what I wanted to do. I think it was like just <laughs> was, a, that's what we all want to do. Yeah, it's a great thing. It was definitely like a like not a default thing to do, but it's like if we didn't have something to do, it was like, well, we should just go play rock band at David's house. Cause like, that's, that's, that's very good. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need like any other plans. Mm-hmm. Right. My house was it close is... to school too. So you could just pop on over. No problem. Yeah. All the parents knew where it was after a while. Like they're probably at David's just go pick them up. It was also at, a, I think at a time where like I was driving a little bit, like it was close to mm-hmm. that age where I was like mm-hmm. almost being able to drive. And so like kind of being able to come and go while we played like rock band was very, very good. Yeah. Good asking. Yeah. Like I said, a painful omission on my part because I was like, God damn it. Like, I have so many good memories with this. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of them. That was definitely a a hard omission. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good list. You too. Great, great, meaningful games. I loved each one of them and hearing the stories. Yeah. Same. All right. Good night, everybody. Do you even want to um, do our, our what we've been playing, or should we just no? Should we just I end sure this? don't. I was about to say, I've, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's almost ten, baby. I ain't got we'll time talk about to tell it you next about. week. Yeah, we'll do a full month of what we've been playing. <laughs> oh shit, that is gonna be true. <laughs> couple couple of things. Uh, one, if you would like to uh, reach out to us, say anything. Uh, tell us about your most meaningful games. You can do that at uh, Twitter. That's one of the places you can do it. Uh, we're at Podtimism there. You can also email us or Podtimism at Gmail if you want to. Do, if you want to do that, mm-hmm. you can also find me in various discords lurking around a corner, <laughs> waiting lurking, to pull, waiting, <laughs> waiting to pull you in with the promise of a podcast question. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Couple of thank yous. Uh, one to Scout Wilkinson. Scout for out for a scout. God damn! I just can't believe how good that is. <laughs> scout out of the week um uh she made our podcast art and she does great art you should commission her to do that for you if her commissions are open uh you can also just like give her some money monthly on which is another thing on her ko-fi ko-fi.com slash humble goat and go there and do that uh she's great period also twilight princess owns so. sure does that's sure good. does that's a good one that's a good one that might be the first zelda i beat all the way through oh really yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to beat. That's I feel like one. that one does not require the strategy guide all no, the time, right? Like, no, you can kind of you can kind of do it. They were they were getting a little bit better at 
letting you know what to do. What else? Oh, if you want to help the show, there's a few things you can do. One of which is reviewing it on your podcast app of choice. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, most easy of those are um, Apple Appy Podcasts uh, and and, uh, Spotify. You can do it on there. You can just get a rating out of of five. Um, So vote with your heart if you you would like to. Another thing you can do is uh, share it with friends. You can say, hey, I like this podcast. They just talked about their most meaningful games. Maybe you like this. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. Might not, but you know, take a chance. Take a chance, baby. Come on. What else? Also, uh, thank you, you listener. Yeah. For being here and listening. Um, it is a I, I feel very grateful to have had this many episodes with uh both you the listener and you the person, David. Uh, it's a joy to yes. make, it's a real privilege. I love doing it. And thanks, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. This is great. We love doing this. And like as you found out from this episode, we would be doing the same thing regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to share with other people that actually like what we're saying. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would have sent you a Zoom invite that said, most meaningful games, come up with them. And then we would just talk for three hours. <laughs> Tell me what they is. <laughs> Tell me what they is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's super fun. I think getting to 100 has definitely like made me reflect about how much this this space means to me. And it's 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 a lot. It means a lot to me, I think. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right? Like, like I've said in the, the most meaningful games, like you and I have been doing this for a long time. And so being able to do it with some format and some structure in a way that also uh, provides some positivity for anybody is just like so, so cool and so nice. It's 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 the best. Yeah. What else do you want? For, what else do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Just just your best. Nothing. Just yeah. you. Just Not even your butt. best. Just, just, just you. Just shut butt be at his normal. Shut, shut butt be at his yeah. Just most, chuttest. most average. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Give we'll, me the uh, top of the bell curve. <laughs> the the most normal day. <laughs> the most me, forgettable day. Give me the top of the bell curve every time, <laughs> and that will be enough. A little bit of. Uh, I I feel like this would be hard to do. Do you have any gaming wisdom for us, David, to to end Ooh. us with? Um, sort of a challenging situation. I know. Yeah. This is so. I'm just, I'm just more, I don't know if I have wisdom, but I'm just overcome with gratitude for people to listen with this, to this podcast and like 14 yeah. people coming out of the woodworks and telling us also their most <laughs> yeah. meaningful games. True. Most of them who I don't even have any real formal relationship with. It's great. Yeah. It's so yeah. cool to see how this has grown. Yeah. And I think the, the, the wisdom is if you're going to do a podcast, do it with your bud and make it something that you would have done regardless, because then yeah, it's not- true. It's not, it's not like we're out here trying to get podcast famous. We're just out here trying to have <laughs> a good time with each other. It's, 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 that's all it is. Which it delivers on weekly. Deli- delivers on weekly. So yeah, I think it's just have good friends. Be friends with good people and be, and be good to those good people and, and be, be a good person to your good friends who are good people. Coming out with the genuine wisdom for episode yeah, 100. Just, just no be, memes, no jokes. No memes, no jokes. Just, <laughs> just, be a, just do your best. You yeah. know what that is. And if you can't, like, maybe maybe play Twilight Princess about it. Maybe play Stuntman about it. Maybe maybe get your melancholy out in some Kingdom Hearts, you know? The Lord knows I will, David. Just so much, so much adolescent angst has been poured into Kingdom Hearts. Like, <laughs> it is a dark, dark place. Maybe it was, maybe Kingdom Hearts was actually the, the gateway mm. to Kingdom Hearts. And it was just the way to Whoa. send that teenage angst into it, <laughs> defeat it for another yeah. hundred years. Ansem was wrong. Kingdom Hearts is light. But it's also filled with the angst of all the teenagers who are playing it. Yes. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts provides light to the world by absorbing the angst of teenagers. I wonder how much it would cost to license Simple and Clean so we could just actually play that as the outro sometimes. <laughs> that is, you are asking <laughs> a dark, the, best dark question, question. the best questions, I think. <laughs> 
that would that is ah, oh, it's such a bop. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. I don't want to get this episode specifically taken down for licensing <laughs> rights, as compared to all the other ones where we're just sort of playing fast and loose with whatever that means. But um, this one, I think we should keep up. So I'm just gonna play the regular song. You were your face was really considering it though. I saw that you were like. Mm. It's no. tempting, man. I'll just I'll reach out and see how much it costs to license simple and clean on a weekly week or week to week basis. We'll see. One of these days. Just once. Yeah, just, just once, once all the way through. Yeah. That'll be the whole podcast. Simple and clean cast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, simple and clean. I, I forget how it starts. <laughs> I don't remember either. Uh, simple and clean. Something by me. Night. Um yeah, true. Okay, well, um, hey, see y'all next week. Yeah. Or two weeks from now. Whenever see you for out. the next hundred episodes. Okay, bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>